0: Time
1: for the only ad read that matters Larry keep the lights on this bitch Mahalo Jimmy uh, We are entering week three Of our 360 degree Tomahawk slam dunk partnership With Seasons A members only rental service For designer menswear You love it I love it You use it I use it I saw your fucking fit pick Your first fit pick in months Yeah And it was a smacker orange you glad i'm contractually obligated to post more fit pics ladies and gentlemen that is why they pay us the big bucks what you got the orally the the pig, the, the, the big old fuck the matrix
2: joint keanu the, reeves commented he's like yo i'm fucking jelly I, I need to make matrix no. four i need to reshoot matrix four with the wakowski transgender humans they're, um i they're think they're both the, women they're the sisters now the the wakowski sisters got of elliot page and
1: yeah uh, it, I love that hit, it hit, it I wanted gets. that That Not that you cart jacked I sniped me. it. You got I don't wanna I mean I guess my fit This will be out next So my fit pick will be out I went with Nanushka Slappers Which like Bro That's the gift that keeps on giving Like Nanushka The vegan leather I love it You don't even know how soft it is You don't even know because you didn't even wear it. I was like, damn, I fucking
2: uh filled my seasons bag up too early because I want the Ninoosh
1: Well, I will say that I also dipped into the orally pool. I have the mm. puffer on deck for the next mm. fit pick. Also, listen, no one could ever say shit to us ever again because we got our goddamn motherfucking fit pick sponsored. <laughs> We're the goats, and that is fucking end of discussion. Seasons.com slash throngfits S-Z-N-S. dot. Co. dot com, szns. dot co slash throwing fits. You will get twenty percent off your first month's bag order subscription. You get a discount. Yes. Use our Do it referral link. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. This is the new way to. Try John's, wear John's. It's a semi cop. It's get, a semi cop. Get it's dating John's, not marrying John's. Yes. We went over this. I was quite embarrassed <laughs> you're you very jealous like, wait <laughs> it's so close to home this is what dating's like yes larry you get to try every single john in the jungle also if you're listening to this like give us engagement on said fit pics on james's uh oh, orally oh. raglan sleeve duster uh, oh, like and comment oh, they did hit my doo-doo brown fit <laughs> got me feeling like the shit that beautiful supple vegan leather. No animals were harmed in the making of this fit pick. <laughs> Give the boys the love that we don't just crave, but we need, so that we're not homeless. I mean, out in in the street in the fucking gutter without a roof over our heads. This, but but in serious, but in all seriousness, we love seasons. Twenty percent off uh, your first month subscriptions. SznS dot co slash throwing fits. You
2: literally lose money if you don't fucking sign up for this because you can just uh, rent. You you just borrow John's from the homies, Mm. Reggie, the homies, (laughs) Jesse, the homie,
1: R. Kelly. Hell yeah. The vocal fry, Pharaoh. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, It's a family affair. Get in on the ground floor of the future sustainable green way to be a John's enthusiast and be able to sleep at night. Seasons. A better way to rent, bitch. This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters.
2: Throw gang, we are joined by the Aloha Admiral, the Hoppa head honcho, the chief of... Who Shaman of the Shaka, the 808 Emirate, the Karate King, the Prada Dada, Sultan of Street Style, the Evan Mock Maestro. Uh, can I get an oh, Hana? The Honolulu Lord, the Bento Baron Stylist, Taylor Okata.
3: What's up? Taylor, how was my first ever chihu? <laughs> that was really strong. I felt it in the <laughs> gut. That's where it's supposed to come from.
1: Thank James practiced man. on me earlier and I was yeah. dying laughing because he is just it just comes to him so naturally I you think know? This is purple this is the first like really uh intro that I kind of has like you know the blood flowing through my through my dome piece that's how you know it's fucking good baby welcome Taylor hey, how are you?
3: I'm great how are you guys
1: fantastic happy to have you you I was thinking like I don't know how familiar you, you are with the show because you're one of the more like kind, beautiful souls that we're yes. friends with, then I wouldn't expect you to be, you know, intimately familiar with this absolute <laughs> chaos that it's is about to go fire. down. But but the first thing that we're going to do, and I'm excited for this because this is what you do for a living. So this will be the test for the audience at home as far as how good Taylor is at his job. We want you to do a fit check where you're going to walk us through the totality of everything that you are wearing right now. We're going to paint a an audio picture for the 18 million listeners, the choice for you is, do you want to start top down or bottom up?
3: I dress bottom up. So let's go.
1: Perfect. Right. That's the right answer. Not I a love cop, that. not a police officer. So what's on the feats?
3: So feet. I mean, I'm in Los, I've been in Los Angeles shooting for the past month. So I'm in a comfortable half and clog. Oh, the it. chill bees, dog. You know, it's an easy in and out of the house in the car. I'm also, In the continental United States, where people wear their shoes in the house, or else I'd be completely barefoot. Um, We have a hidden sock. Oh, a land of the the
1: podcast! Big hidden out now. Uh, That's our (laughs) that's our guy. I would say his name, but he doesn't want anyone to know what his actual name
3: is. Yeah, one of my best friends is his manager, so I love to support. His name is Daniel. Obviously, (laughs) Um, pants. I'm wearing just nylon our legacy pants. They're just, I I fly in them. I'm at home and they're just so comfortable.
2: How our Lagache is hands down my favorite brand of all time. How much, how, how robust is your Lagache collection?
3: I, it's the one brand. I mean, I I wouldn't say one, but it's one of the few brands that I buy every season. Really? Yeah. Just naturally. It's just, it fits well. It's easy. Um, it's just good everyday wear, you know?
1: How far back Beautiful does does, does that like policy of you copying a piece pieces every season go back?
3: I'd say at least at least four years, five years maybe?
1: I think they're an interesting brand in that like the look has changed. It's always been like a a quality cop, right? Like yeah. never an issue about like are you getting your money's worth? But I, I think they've in an interesting way, like have they've evolved not based on the trends of what's happening, mentor, but almost in like their own organic way. And it's always funny to find out when a certain person fell in love with the brand.
3: Mm-hmm, definitely. I think I was introduced to it back then, but I really would buy like a lot more, I'd say within the past three years,
2: this might be uh, me being either I'm either manifesting this or I'm being completely delusional. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> delusional. Would you cop a, our legacy throwing fits collaboration?
1: yeah of course all right sight unseen there. does it you don't we don't even <laughs> care what it is it could be <laughs> assless chaps though i don't know i feel like you're a ch- you've worn chaps before i'm sure
3: <laughs> i just wore those come <laughs> to leather chaps like <laughs> yeah, i think there you go at fashion week last feb yoakam said Yokim said
2: yoakam said he's uh Yoakum said he's back into the pod he's like took a break and now he's back into it so yoakam if you know if you hear me the joker
1: Fantastic. And then right, what, so that's I said, what's on the ass. Then, well, yeah. What? So what's uh? Oh, what underwear, too? Should we go right
3: to paint? Oh, when it comes to underwear, I'm a creature of habit. So it's just Calvin Klein trunks. Like, they're not the boxer briefs because boxer briefs are really long. Hmm. They're almost like a biker short when it comes to the Calvins. So it's wow, technically okay. a trunk, sure. which is in between a long boxer brief and a tighty whitey. <laughs>
2: Does your penny policy change when you're in Hawaii when like shirtlessness and shoelessness is more of like an accepted thing?
3: No, I've always worn the you're stra- same. You're strapped up. I yeah, think. yeah, <laughs> definitely. Prisoner of habit.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know that this was an option. There's a huge debate on this show. James wears boxers. I wear boxer briefs. But I wouldn't <laughs> be mad at... And I wear, obviously, Taylor, you know, may wear Supreme Hanes, obviously. But if I could, I mean, they're a little, that's a Hanes, that's like a standard Hanes boxer brief. That's a little long. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. mind truncating, you know, my Mm -hmm. boxer briefs to a pair of trunks. But this is why you're on here, because we need this kind of
3: Yeah, it's like a minor detail. But when when you're in the Calvin Klein Mm -hmm. underwear section, it specifically says boxer brief and it specifically says trunk. And you'll see that it's just, it's like maybe a two inch at most difference. That's a lot.
0: You know?
1: yeah i'm In not a words? tall
0: guy you know
1: so. <laughs> yeah that's james that's a lot okay let's not shake our <laughs> it's not shake you know shake a stick at two inches there um and then mo- moving on up what do we have a sweatshirt what is that long oh
3: this is a long sleeve v-neck i'd say velour noon goon sweater
1: mm, um shout out the gooners
3: yeah kurt's awesome and then a t-shirt underneath i think i
1: do you like Noon Goons because it vibes with like you know th- that's a what West Coast surf inspired brand? Yeah, You're, FKA uh, Warriors. Yeah, and Is yeah, that, definitely.
3: Uh, I mean, I I can't just wear something just because it's cool. Like if I personally like for t- to each its own, but for me, if I don't really connect with the brand, I won't go out and buy it. I think
1: that's called having integrity. Uh, Right. Something something that we would know nothing about on this podcast. But yeah, we love. I mean, we love New Goons. Not that James and I could fucking surf. Or maybe James. James, can you surf? Are you surfing? Uh, I like body surfing. I can't. I can surf, but
2: I'm no. I'm no Evan Mock.
3: (laughs) Right. You might look alike. You know. Uh, Yeah. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Kurt, the owner, actually surfs as well, which is awesome. He didn't just start a brand because of. No, 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 so, trend, so, yeah. so
2: Lawrence and I uh we're fans of Noongons also because the, Kurt and I think like some people, some other people that work on the on the brand were uh the OG Warriors of Radness, one of GQ's best new menswear yeah. designers in America, um, and just a bunch of crazy lunatics. Yeah. I still follow some of the fringe members on the IG, and they're just like fucking, you know, drug running through like Costa Rica and shit. It's fire. Um But yeah, I think Kurt like took the took the helm along with like Rick Klotz for Noongoons. And they're clearly like doing very, very well.
3: Yeah, I like the stuff a lot, and I just used it for a shoot, so I got to like, yeah. Yes, you were in a very now. sexy,
2: like see-through, uh, like black shirt, right, cropped up.
3: That's right. Yeah, they did a lace shirt, um, and I got to live my Dennis Rodman <laughs> shirt moment. You know, you were,
1: you were as bad as you wanted to be.
3: You know, got to do it.
1: And then what and was there something? Under- V- yeah, what's neck? under what that? Is that it? Looks like
3: oh, uh, this is um, like pattern. This is the, the 40th oh. anniversary soloist one.
1: Oh, right, the soloist. That's what that's what we can see is is the the neck detail. So this is got a, a good com- eye. This is a combo. So this is like you're like okay, well if I'm gonna wear like the V neck, I need like the 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 soloist on the neck.
3: I guess it's a subtle flux, right? I didn't think I mean, about it like that, but I, mean, I think aesthetically, my eye probably went there. Was that
2: the one T that uh, really you were like, I need that. that's what I need, or did you get the
3: yeah, whole fucking it, grip? just because I'm biased to him as a designer out of who they collaborated with I love I love That was him.
1: a pretty banger selection though I mean like obviously yeah. everyone was going fucking crazy for the Rick joint which was fucking um oh, and the, okay. thirst, and the thirst trap that, that, that Rick <laughs> that Rick put on IG. Um yeah, that was a they, they fucking killed that. But the soloist one, it's funny because like and I think that is what I would say uh to the audience at home. Like, this is your taste level, how it is just like a notch above, like where we take it's at ten, we turn it to eleven, because you know, everyone is gonna gravitate to maybe the C D G shit or the Rick stuff, like the very obvious stuff, but it's like, yo, you know, Takahiro Miyashita? You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> That's the, right. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. And, uh, and finally, jewelry.
3: I'm any jewelry. jewelry, yes, yes. Always. I can't not have jewelry on. So for necklaces, these, uh, one is passed down from my sister. This, I, I mix metals, so I'm a gold and white gold type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have what I like to call the Queen's disease, where I can't wear <laughs> fake jewelry. I break out in eczema, <laughs> like, alti so that's, a, that's a good title the it.
1: queen's disease that's what we're going to call this episode <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: and then i yeah this one was custom from uh jane who i go and get stuff made from for shoots uh, jane on I, new top, new on top Center yeah. street and then uh i have a family friend back home in hawaii we have we have hawaiian jewelry it's actual like cultural jewelry uh so that's my pendants and then my my ring as well so usually when you get hawaiian jewelry it's like your 18th birthday or you graduate high school or you graduate college. It's usually like a, a significant event that you start to accumulate these, these pieces.
2: So by the time you're like uh, an old man filled with regrets, um, you're just going to be fucking
0: dripping. Yeah.
3: Yes. Like you'll see all the aunties on the Island. Like they got stacks of Hawaiian gold bracelets and Bye. the more they got, you know, the more lit they are. Are
2: you going to get one from uh coming on the only podcast that matters? Yeah and surviving yeah, commemorate this
1: with a piece of jewelry
3: it's in my calendar so yes i'm gonna to have to celebrate every anniversary
1: actually fantastic any other jewels that we're working with <laughs> yeah is, is um
3: anything? i think that's it and i worst i like i've been really into like gems i guess you could say like i have my birthstone on here peridot shout out leo's august so i have that other than that I got my nails painted Ooh, what color is that yeah pretty much it. it's a gucci green I guess Ooh, you could say Gucci green, a pale, a pale sage green, if you will. A little are you gray undertone. Are,
1: are you have all ten digits or just a select few?
3: I did a, my friend did an alternate because I just did the ones that I wear rings on. I thought nice. would look nice, and then we just finished it with the clear polish, protect the cuticles. You know, this
2: is this is taking it to eleven. um And what are
1: you, what are you sipping on there in your yeah,
2: NPR mode? Just
3: coffee. Just just coffee because it's only two here. Mm-hmm. uh in la so my afternoon coffee
1: we appreciate you bringing the high energy to the only podcast that matters taylor <laughs> that's a complete fit check i think guys we
2: got All right, that. taylor i don't know if you're aware but we're about to get into the meat and pit- potatoes excuse me of this podcast um i think you know the three main subjects of this podcast the only
1: podcast that matters are money ka-ching meats and cheeks also known as sucking and fucking sex, most and- importantly ourselves. Uh we're going to start
2: with ourselves. So oh, we have a God photo man. shoot coming up um voice. for our loafers that we're doing in collaboration with Blackstock and oh, yeah. Weber. shout out Chris. Sick. And What do you think You us? can see here first off, yeah, what do you think?
3: I love those. I yeah. I'd wear those for sure.
2: Okay. How would you how would you style us to make us hot and cool because we we're talking to a legendary photographer and he's like so like what's the vibe? Like what do you want I'm just I was like just make us look hot and cool. Like that's all we yeah. want. That's literally all we want. So to make us hot and cool, how would you style us? Also knowing that you know we're, the goal is to ultimately sell a bunch of these.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the hero item, so you got to yep. make sure to show the show the product. I personally wear loafers with wide leg baggy pants, but we can't because you got to show that. Right. So you better give me a clean sock. I'm into a a clean white sock with Ooh, that on loafer. Under
1: Mike Jack vibes a little bit.
3: You know what I'm saying? Okay. A nice maybe a, maybe do one where you show a, a nice denim. You Ooh. know, keep it classic, and then okay. maybe the other one you show like a darker, maybe a nice black trouser prep it up a bit for me give a suit give a it, tailored moment when it comes
1: to a loafer like this tailor that is green and then there's obviously like that mustard and brown how is is too matchy matchy a bad thing or do we want to lean into the skid so to speak
3: i mean those colors from just what i can see on the screen it seems very neutral to me so hmm, i, I like feel like i could go with anything <laughs>
1: Listen, man, I, and we did not pay him to say this, ladies and gentlemen.
3: <laughs> this is, this is a true for <laughs> They did it, I promise. Well, uh, the jury's still out on
2: whether or not we'll get the photos delivered in time because, once again, it's the goddamn motherfucking boys. We left this shit to the absolute last minute. Um, it's down to the wire once again.
3: But, you know, Good.
2: the only way to your. When take are they your, supposed
3: to drop? When are they supposed to drop?
2: December 15th, open for pre-order.
1: Uh, but we're going to start teasing them on the 10th and 11th, I think, are the yeah. dates. All of our best friends behind the paywall have already been intimate w- with these, but as far as like the general population, the civilians, the pedestrians, they've just been hearing about it um, with the, with a variety of guests. But yeah. I think that y- your endorsement, I mean, that's the hammer of justice right there. This is, man is a professional fucking let's get a
2: pair lady. for uh, let's get a pair for your boy EMOC. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it. Okay. So let's get into Let's get into some mock talk real quick. Obviously, you know, speaking of hot and cool, some <laughs> of your most recent work has been making Evan mock look, hot and cool because you know i know that he was struggling with that on his own <laughs> um it's been like almost two full years now how what has been his favorite look that you've done yeah oh my gosh, I, I know it's gonna be tough to pinpoint i know that's been like i know thousands we've been thousands
3: just, we've been just banging out looks um, and he's been everywhere pre-COVID. too i mean he's
1: and he's such a such an it boy yeah pre-covid and he you yeah know, so many shows so many appearances but yeah if you just had like a and they're all i'm sure all these looks are like you know children for you yeah right? so but you got to pick meaning meaning that you
3: must meaning, have a favorite meaning you have, yeah you have a favorite. i think i mean the one thing with evan is that i mean obviously he's so easy to dress in that sense like he already has so much charisma and effortless cool within just his being um but i'd have to say probably the dior albino croc jumpsuit we did for the, yep. our dior segment that we've shot and filmed with them uh, was one of my tops and then um uh, a Louis Vuitton we did like a vest with a bomber wide leg kind of raver jean look as well I'd say we were probably collectively our our two favorite looks that we did Is that
1: the same season like the like uh, of shows? E- yes. Okay. So you you just yeah, had a Murder yeah. Murderers Row what is that like that was a uh, what would that have been like uh fall winter 19
3: it would have no. It would have been spring summer twenty.
1: Spring summer twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're la- yeah. that was the last terab before COVID.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Did you went just, out. with the So fucking in January. Yeah, yeah. January and February. Yeah. And Bangers those only. Yeah. Those were awesome. Did Especially he your Jack Croc? Should I go ahead? The Croc was a flex because I mean, albino Croc. I mean, it's so rare and Peta <laughs> will come for me for this, but I know that Kim <laughs> Jones. I know that he does. Talk there him. is a process. They were explaining it to me how they they do when they utilize exotics that there is some kind of ethical system that they have because they're such a big company. So I know that it's like, in a sense, reclaimed, it's not where they, they're not euthanizing
1: like one of 20 Albino Crocs that are in the wild. But
3: that, that was such a flux because a, nobody had worn it off the runway yet. And B uh, I think with the matching bag and the boots and the bomber we paired with it, I mean, he was walking around like half a mil euro. Woo just clothing. You yeah. don't
1: get dressed for less than half a million euro, ladies and gentlemen. Is that the most expensive oh, vibes. Is that the most expensive fit you've ever put together?
3: Um probably not because of diamonds that I've used mm-hmm. in the past, but uh, clothing wise for alone. sure the just for sure the most expensive like garment I've ever had to handle speaking of
1: which like when it comes to the jewelry and like you are getting loaned like some incredibly expensive watch or, or diamonds like what kind of stress is that like as the stylist knowing that you're you're responsible is, for the queen's jewels
3: it is so stress. shout out to lorraine schwartz and her team my boy yeah. justin uh who i work with and is a dear friend of mine they've been so good to us and with evan especially and trusting us and you know, for certain things, I've worked with other artists where we do. They do send an armed security to follow us, which is armed. Great for me because, like, that's really where all the pressure is taken off. Right. But
1: thankfully, oh, you prefer that? In. It doesn't it doesn't harsh the vibe at all.
3: No, because I feel like it's protected. It's out of my hands at that <laughs> point. Like there there's a higher like the brand hires someone to watch over, and I yeah. can just kind of relax after Jesus, that. Jesus, you know?
1: take the wheel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but thankfully, I haven't had to work with somebody that's like, you know, just constantly stalked like a like a Travis Scott or something where they're a lot high more high profile so I haven't been in, in too stressful of a situation we're lucky enough probably.
2: to style the chicken nugget body pillow <laughs> <laughs> when it, when Evan or, or any other client is in like a fucking white croc jumpsuit are you like no no red wine
3: oh yeah, yeah. like I, I'll be like yo, we got to get back to the hotel and, and do an outfit change before you go out tonight see a messy eater
1: sure. is Evan a
2: messy
3: nah. eater? no
1: Travis Scott burgers <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> I think because, like, realistically, too, we we're so our schedules are, are so back to back that we're really just in a van drinking Pellegrino, and you know what I mean, like which is used to remove stains,
1: if anything, you know, <laughs>
3: exactly. Well, like yeah. Yeah. when you
1: spill on yourself, your fit actually gets cleaner. That's another trick that you know only stylists would <laughs> did, know. Did he steal? Did he swagger
2: Jackie with the Oakley racers? Because I know that's been your thing for a minute.
3: I mean, I wouldn't say he jacked it from me, but I definitely made him wear blades for sure. Okay. You know, with a lot of the, a lot of the looks that we did in Paris for sure. I yeah. try to incorporate a little of of myself, my little stamp on things for sure.
1: Are there um, other little signatures that you like sprinkled like the, like a fairy godmother on his, in, in as far as like, you know, little personal flourishes and touches.
3: I think it's for me as a stylist, I like to also make sure that it works for that, like celebrate that artist. Right. So for Evan specifically, once I saw that, he could wear baggy wide leg pants like because i personally wear them and i love them like little things like that i'll i'll pair a more fitted something up top and then just wide ass like denim jeans and i'll incorporate like i love metals so like martine alley type of just Throwing it on there, chucking it on there, little things like that. Your
1: your favorite silhouette is a pyramid. You want a motherfucker out here looking like a triangle. <laughs> it's like a Dorito a chip, yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 Built <laughs> like <laughs> a Dorito. Kind of, <laughs> I mean, those are the kind of guys I date. So I mean, oh, okay, there time.
0: you go. All right, there you go.
2: Um, you and I were texting about this a little bit earlier, and and this is kind of an interesting question for me to ask because it's really coming from Lawrence's perspective. Like when you're tw- you know around this guy who's so hot and so cool, how kind of like ugly do you feel? What? just, like, trailing him around all the time? Like, does that I hurt, hurt your self-confidence?
3: I, I feel ugly all the time. Oh, um,
2: Taylor,
1: get the fuck out of here.
3: Are you trying I to also mean, imply that that's
1: how I feel, James? Is that what we're trying to that setup? Or On the face, you're the voice. We we, okay. we, we we did this already. Yeah, the beautiful voice of the show.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm a confident enough guy to know my place in things where I know I look good and, I I mean, my style has always been something I've been, have a lot of pride of for. but walking next to Evan, I mean, he's such a beautiful man. I just I already know that all eyes are on him and not right. on me. That's right. that's for sure.
2: When you guys like, uh, you know, um, when you want to like, uh, if you're around someone where you kind of want to like speak in code, you slip into like Hawaiian pigeon talk.
3: Oh, pigeon for sure. I mean, I think that's when we can kind of like when a situation's getting kind of serious, you know, go or inside. stressful. You know, we'll just man. like we'll speak pigeon to each other. Like we'll do our, we'll throw our, you know, our chihus or, you know, we'll, we'll be like,
0: you know, I, it's hard for me to
3: like speak pigeon just off the cuff. Um, yeah. Cause it's just such a, a personal thing, but we definitely, that's like how we, how we make fun of a situation for sure.
2: And then, uh, I mean, one of the things that he's like doing right now and, and we'll get off Evan for a second, go back to Taylor. Don't worry. Um, Thank you. But one of the things that he's doing right now, big, big moves is Gossip Girl. What do you think of the Gossip Girl look so far? Yeah. The leaks.
3: I think it's amazing. I, you know, we actually, it came to the table a bit ago and, you know, we obviously had a long conversation about it and I, I thought it was a great, a great move for him. Also because of HBO being involved, you know, like what are we not watching on HBO right now? That's not TV. Fantastic. It's, it's not
1: TV, it's HBO, you know?
3: So, you know, um, I think it makes sense. He's young. He is, I think, culturally just, it makes sense, you know? Um, Yeah, and I think it, he just, I already saw a lot of BTS pics and... Yeah. And it looks amazing. Were you, are you yeah, involved
2: in a, at all in wardrobe or is, it, is that completely a, a, no, like its own entity? No, thank
3: goodness. It's its own <laughs> entity. I've, I've, I'm 90% sure that the woman who did the original is, is who's really? doing it. Or the, what? Or the guy. So uh, yeah. What did you
1: What did you think of the original and those like Chuck Bass looks, which are so To famous. be honest,
3: I've never seen an episode. Really? I know that's sacri- yeah, I've never seen an episode, uh, but I am going to start watching it because I know it's on Netflix.
1: Mm, classic. Yeah. I couldn't recommend I should, it more I highly. It, it is an absolutely... Absurd show. I've never seen it either. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> oh damn. We should do a rewatch on <laughs> Patreon or something. For real. For
3: I, I wonder if I'm the only homo as well that hasn't watched that show. But like, possibly, yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it yet.
2: But you're a fan of the looks that you've seen so far, both Evan and yeah. just like the I whole mean, cast. I mean, I've really
3: only seen like him in his uniform, which right. I think is a vibe. I mean, prep is so back and Yo. you know, with his pink hair and his nails, plus the uniform. I think is such a vibe.
2: How can me and Larry get our hands on maybe some uh, flow oh, yeah. team? Oh, those hoodies. Could we get some merch?
3: That's what I'm saying. I was, I don't think they thought that it would be a vibe like, the, right. like the genuine wardrobe people. I didn't think they thought it would be such a vibe, but people are really asking about those hoodies.
0: Yeah.
2: Flip them on, flip them on grilled for fucking, Absolutely. for half a, half a million euros. Yeah. For real.
3: <laughs> All
2: right. Well, that's okay. So, uh, so Evan, right like Evan is obviously like you're, Evan is obviously like your um, you're Your you're fucking day one or he's you're his day one. Um, you know, but you've worked with a whole plethora of people from NERD to you know brands um have you ever had a client or model or celebrity who like you just did not vibe with and maybe they just were not feeling the looks you brought to the table and then how did you like that's a tough situation but how did you deal with that how do you work past that
3: yeah you know genuinely it's only happened once and out of respect for the record label i won't say the artist's name but you know i You know, like we had a call and the reason why I was surprised is that usually I have a call if we don't get to meet in person first, because specifically with artists or celebs, you do need to get a sense of who they are, because if they're not comfortable in something, they're going to give you a lot of pushback, especially if they're a straight man that is that wants to make sure their masculinity is being portrayed, how they Mm, view masculinity. Heterofagility. Yeah. yeah. So I was a bit shocked when we had already gone through mood boards and, and listed brands and I brought those things to the fitting. I mean, to the day of the shoot, because we had both music video and album cover shoots that they didn't like it. And uh, I did my, you know, I did my very best. We got through the first day of shooting and then we both had decided that it wasn't working. I had called my agent and, you know, to be frank, like I'm not good at swallowing my pride when I I feel disrespected. I'm Mm. very easygoing, as you know, like Hawaiians are super chill. I'm super friendly. You guys all know who my friends are. And so, in that situation, I I didn't want to continue on with the project, so I walked away. So we only finished like the one shoot. But it's so funny because later on, I had seen that they were using those images. (laughs) And so I'm like, so you really didn't necessarily not like my styling. It was maybe more so, to be honest, maybe like maybe a little like you know also homophobic. Sure. Oh really? You know, and uh, maybe maybe also a little bit scared to take the risk to actually put those things on from looking at it's one thing to look at a reference board and to see the clothes. It's another thing to actually want to try things on and feel like have the confidence to rock it, you know? So, I mean, I did my best. I smiled through it. I had a good attitude about it. And then we were, you know, I was just professional enough to be like, I, I don't want to continue on. Lo-
1: loaded question. But do you think that maybe if you were a woman giving the same kind of recommendations and styling advice, it wouldn't be
3: an issue? thousand percent okay and then yeah, I guess I, like, I work with a lot of hip-hop artists and rappers and that's one thing that is been a pretty consistent theme I, I notice it because I m- all my team are girls like all my assistants are girls and that's not necessarily a conscious choice but they are and it, it's a very clear thing especially when I go and see that they've been working with specifically a female stylist from here on out too so
2: if if you weren't in a and uh, if you, hey, if you didn't have like the amazing personality that we know you have, and was just able to kind of be chill and like, <clears throat> you know, even if you do have difficulty swallowing your pride, because you are like uh, very successful and in demand, you do have like you're in a great position where you can be like, you know what, like, not for me, I don't want the paycheck, I'm good, yeah. not having to deal with this. What about like for someone that's maybe just coming up or trying to make a name for themselves? If they are put in a position where, yeah, whether it's like homophobia or sexism or veiled, right? We um, mm-hmm, assume, mm-hmm. and then. Like, how how would you recommend people uh, more inexperienced and on the come up deal with that?
3: You know, I grew up from such humble beginnings. Like I, you know, I grew up poor and without money. And like, I understand that not having that privilege to say, I'm not going to do this for, you know, and, and to walk away because we all need to eat. We all need to pay our bills. And I never let somebody get in between my, you know, my meal, you know, and my pay. But that at the end of, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I think also just the way I was raised and culturally, like, I can't. The reason why I also went freelance is to work with people that respected me and that, you know, and that appreciated me. So, like, to somebody who's just starting out, I think there, you're, you are going to have bad shoots and bad days. But when it does reach the point of actually attacking you as a, as a human being, whether it's your sexuality or your ethnic background or your religion, like anything that just is humanistic. I can't really turn away and, and tell you to just smile through it. I think sure. that's up to the person. And I think if they can push through it, great. And then if, but also if they can't, great as well. You know, I think every situation's so different, but I say also don't get discouraged by it. You know, don't let that one incident just yeah. allow you to not want right. to continue forward.
2: And and you've been doing this for a minute. Like, have you seen kind of the general uh, philosophy or, or just like attitudes evolve over the last like 10 years? Or are we still kind of, everyone's like, Oh, 2020 super. Yeah. Like everyone's woke now, or is that not necessarily the case?
3: I think behind closed doors, it's still kind of the same. Unfortunately, I think fashion is such an, has such an antiquated system as anywhere in entertainment, really on the surface, you know, you see a lot more guys being taking risks fashion wise, being a lot more open with sexuality, um, especially with the younger generation, you know, especially with someone like Lil Nas X, for instance, like it's, it's great. But I think the actual like systems that are in place still haven't really progressed as much as it should.
2: Do you think we'll see any progression with pandemic or like post-pandemic? Yeah, with-
3: definitely. And I think especially with the transparency of social media, it's a lot Correct. harder to really hide behind things. And I think the younger generation or people reach their limit and they're, they're not as afraid to keep quiet anymore.
2: Good for them. Um, Fingers crossed. Going back to like so, you know whether whether a client. Is, let's talk about like good clients, right? Like mm-hmm. so, obviously you have the shitty clients, people that are mm-hmm. just like maybe they're hungry, maybe they maybe they're homophobes. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we all know. That's a, that's
1: but, a qu- that's quite a spectrum, quite right a spectrum. there. <laughs> maybe they're hangry. Maybe they hate gay people. Don't judge the clients, Taylor. Hear them out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them all. <laughs>
3: But No. Okay. Do you prefer go like to every shoot now? Are they hangry or? Yeah. Do you want a yeah, snack?
2: Do you want a snack? Or do you want to be a uh, Dr. Ibram, you know, how to be anti-racist textbook? What do you want?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but no, all right. So let's say, you know, a client is like down and like is fucking with fashion and fucking with the vibes. Like, do you prefer someone who's, they're more like willingly just kind of a blank canvas with like, yo, you're the expert, like freak it. Or do you prefer mm-hmm. someone that's maybe more collaborative with you on the fits and they're like, Hey, like, this is let's this is a joint project. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I have my insights, you have your insights, so let's come to a, a middle yeah. ground or a solution together.
0: But I maybe know, they have
3: a lot Lord's, they have
1: a lot of opinions.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have a lot more long term, like say celeb or artists that I've been working with if they just were I just want to work with nice people as cheesy as that sounds. I just want to work with people that are willing to even just try. You know, I a blank canvas is great, but I also love when you kind of have a, a, a good sense of yourself because it takes a lot of confidence. And to be comfortable with yourself to, you know, to rock anything aesthetically, whether it's hair, clothes, whatever it is. Like, I feel that people that are more comfortable with themselves are the easiest ones to work with. So as long as that is my that is my starting. That's point. That's the foundation. That's what That's you need. Regardless. That's all yeah. you
1: want. Other than that, yeah. it's like, whether you yeah. want to be involved or not, it's like, yeah.
3: Yeah. Like I, I just did a cover, a GQ style cover with, uh, this musician i g k and he's like, he was so collaborative and I loved that. Like me as a stylist, I don't take any offense if you're like, no, I wouldn't really wear that or no. Oh, but I like this. And then I, you know, we, we kind of meet there together. I, I also love that because it makes my job a lot easier and then I'm happy and fulfilled. Cause I know that you're fucking with it, you know?
2: Did you make the like scarf that was wrapped on the cover? Was that, it said like scarf by Taylor.
3: Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he, it was his, you know, his vision really to want to use Kente cloths and, and African prints. Um, but yeah, I have a woman here uh, that I've used that, it, that's all her specialty is, is specifically African cloths. And um, I just went and picked up the fabric and, you know, had it, had it made. And then, you know, I'm obviously pinned and cheated a bit on set to make it look good for photos. And then we also, for the doll, for the vision of him holding that, then me and my assistant like made that matching doll thing. Are we
2: ever going to see a Taylor Okata clothing line? Ooh,
3: <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I get that all the time. You know, I respect. So designers it's not
2: that so good of a question, then, and, can, and can we get some? <laughs> and can we get some for free? Yeah, that's the that's the good question. But do you have ambition is, to do that.
3: Yeah, you know, I I respect designers so much because I genuinely don't know how they just pump out such quality collection season after season. Um, yeah, but I how think do you do now, it, Philip Klein? How do you do it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> cocaine.
3: Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the answer
0: is cocaine. Yeah. The
3: brilliance behind that line, I can't. Um, you know, I, but now it's, you know, the pandemic has changed so much for me, just um, from a perspective standpoint, like, you know, I'm sure we've all seen like what Patagonia's even been posting about how we're all screwed. And so for me, if I was to start a line, it, it, you know, it really would have to be sustainable and it would have to make sense. But as an, obviously as an artist and creative, I would, I would love to, whether it's even me joining in-house with a certain designer or team, if I could just have the freedom to really, you know, it's been how many years that I've been looking at clothes all day, every day. So I would love to take a stab at it.
2: All right. Stay, stay tuned, I guess. Um, but you know, while you're still doing your thing, I think what's something that's super interesting, right? Uh, with proliferation of social media and just how everything's visually driven now is that, um, these days it's almost like it used to be like the one like quote that would go viral in like a celebrity profile, but these days it's almost as if not more, um, you know, interesting or has like viral potential, the way that a guy or subject or client is styled in editorial in terms of making headlines. I mean, just look at, you know, Harry Styles in Vogue. Yeah. Right. Like that shit was a fucking national global conversation for the whole week.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Do you feel more pressure, whether it's from like the, the client, not necessarily the, the subject, but like the client, um, whether it's editorial or brand to create like these newsworthy viral looks
3: yeah, I, I wouldn't say necessarily uh, viral looks, but there's definitely a heightened sense of pressure uh, from social media because everyone's so aware now. You know, like even with brands, like I don't have as much freedom as I did even five years ago with styling. Whether it's a specific brand requiring a head to toe full look where I can't mix in other brands, right? Or them saying that it has to be styled the way that it was styled on the runway, um, or to an artist's team telling me that this is his. Like, this is the narrative we're pushing right now. So you have to stick within this.
1: And how much of that is like novelty bullshit that like they know is going to get fucking clicks and eyeballs that you're like, this is stupid. Is that a lot of it? yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a numbers game. You know, I think they just want to see the impressions and the engagement. And they they I think they also follow a formula with that.
2: How, how much of it, how much of it is them being like, Hey, this, this
1: advertiser yeah. needs a full oh. look on the cover or whatever. A lot. And that's, and that's a getting lot worse. Now. You're saying this yeah. is it's worse now. So at what point, and this is uh, uh, it's talking about a loaded question. Now, at what point do we not need a stylist? If it's going to be like these canned looks, you know, on behalf of advertisers, is that something yeah. you worry about?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's something I've been genuinely thinking about over at least the past, I'd say year and a half. Um, and thankfully, you know, I consult a lot and I do, you know, a lot of other things that I don't post about or share, um, those NDAs be hitting, (laughs) you know, and styling, you know, but styling is something that I got into because I genuinely loved creating an image and having that and seeing that image really have an effect on someone's personal self as well as an entire culture. Um, but now like, you know, I just did a, a few, you know, editorial shoots and it was all so limiting like one i they gave me a set list of 10 brands and i could only use those 10 brands damn and the and the cover i did before that they had already partnered they are they had already partnered with the designer so they're like you have to use this collection
2: is the designer paying so, the is the designer being like hey i mean is it kind of like wink, quick nudge nudge or is it literally like yo i'll give you three hundred thousand dollars like put payola but all, all yeah brand head to tell the cover
3: i even kind of wondered that myself i think it's probably both like i because i've never worked in-house for a magazine but it seems like there has to be some type of transaction. I've heard
2: on. I heard whispers that uh, that that was the old way of doing it. Now that shit is back. Have you ever turned down a job or opportunity where you kind of where it's like, oh, this person is a ambassador of brand X, so you already know that it's going to be brand X head to toe on a cover on like a I don't know any sort of shoot.
3: I think I've only turned down a gig when it like conflicted with my morals. If I knew that they were problematic, or if mm. I, or if I didn't agree with fashion the, issue, <laughs> yeah, or if, exactly. You know, or if I, or if I didn't agree with the views of the, Richard of Spencer the for GQ. You're
1: like,
0: hey, you know, I can't do this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stormfront September issue. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Is that how recently was that? Is that something that like because of the the current climate where like in, uh, a lot of this stuff is coming to light? Is that something that happened like recently, or is this like years ago and was like? A- I've
3: always been this way. I think. Um- yeah. Again, it just comes back to like coming from nothing and just, and I don't,
1: I don't mean you, cause I know you've always yeah. had integrity, but it's like the, w- this information that is making you turn down the job. Is that something that had uh, come, like, come to light recently in recent years or something you had heard whispers of a long time ago that like was trying to be swept under the rug. I'm
3: not, I'm not trying to make you be specific. I'd say more, I'd say more recent just okay. from my experience. Yeah, for sure. All
2: right, Taylor. This is the one question that I knew I had to ask you. Um, Uh-oh. you know, as as a stylist coming on the pod, <laughs> and I know that you've worked with them before, so I know that you have the insights. And as as civilians, as just like regular Joes, this mm. is a question that has baffled dudes since the fucking big bang. What the fuck is going on with Essence's styling? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know i actually i think it was on your uh, one of your recent episodes i heard you guys talking about that and i was in line in (laughs) drive-thru i remember specifically i was waiting in drive-thru for so long at in and out and i was just cracking up because i genuinely do shop essence but i i shop it on the app and i was like i think because i as a stylist too and just as a clothes nerd i know what i'm looking for and i just order it so when you guys were talking about it i had to go back and check because I was it's like, crazy. is it really that bad? Like, because I've only worked on the editorial. I've right, never right, right, right. Not, not on like figure. That. Yeah, yeah. For... And you guys are talking about on figure, right? Yeah, like, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean
1: it's crazy. I don't know what's
3: going on in up in Montreal you know I think
1: it's I think it's at this point I think it's a calling card and James and I have clowned it a bunch and shout out Essence I mean like let, no let, we're not going to cast stones I mean we all shop the sale Essence is great thousand percent um but is it supposed to be it's like a signature how bad it is like as a thing right it's, so, it's, it such, it's so bad. It's good. Like you see,
2: you see well, an yeah. essence model and you're just like, oh, that this is essence. Like, and yes. and then it's, it's
3: always yeah. like
1: good brands or sure. you yeah. know, if you're shopping. Yeah. But, but it's like, brand. you're like, oh my God, this looks like shit. I need to cop it right now.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I want to give a little bit of like, uh, what benefit of the doubt I'd say. Cause like six years ago, I was working with Jill who started Toto Kayo. Right. And like, I was putting together e-com books and sometimes you do get those like this is how it needs to be styled guides by from the actual brand even if mm. i didn't agree with it like that was in the excel sheet like you had to follow it to a t and then other times you're kind of scrambling piecemeal because of deliveries right so, sure. like, i it's for me it's hard for me to tell if like they genuinely love the, like if that's the subculture on the streets in montreal vibe if there's like some other european vibe that they're that they're going for that i'm not aware of a city full of
1: fucking bozos
2: (laughs) also at the same time whatever they're fucking whatever they're smoking up there (laughs) then the plug down to the continental
1: And it's not hurting the bottom line. I think that's why James and I feel – I mean, not that we wouldn't clown it otherwise, but it's like, listen, it's not hurting sales, clearly. I mean, they're one of the few places that seemingly um, is crushing it, uh, whether in sales season or not. But it's just Mm – it's such a calling card specifically. Like, you could – if you put every uh, on-figure shot on the internet in a lineup, like, you know Essence (laughs) immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like For sure. That's something. That's branding,
2: right?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely absolutely no is, that
2: is that like is that important though to like stand out at at whatever cost
0: thousand just, in, percent. In, just
2: in how crowded like the whole fucking landscape
3: is thousand percent yeah a favorite absolutely. place to shop online uh besides essence i'd say i mean i love Goodhood. um mm because of just whenever i go to london i always just love the fucking lads the pieces, mate you know the pieces they had but i'm actually not a big online shopper i know it's really? covid it's yeah i've never been that way i think again cuz like money was always so such a precious thing to me that i needed to really See and try things on and know that okay, this is what I'm dropping my money on. Like
1: pirouetting in the store to make sure that like this is I can live in
3: this thing. And yeah, I I am a sucker for a good retail experience. So like I (laughs) online is tough, but Essence is something that I they carry all the brands that I have that I love and I know how things fit. So it's it's just kind of like an easy. Sometimes I'll get lost in the depths of like a Farfetch app, and I also love Matches. Mm. Um, I do like have the app as well, and, and endlessly scroll.
2: Uh, I know that there's like a, a sneaker store in Honolulu. I'm blank on the name, but were there ever any, like, what's that? Kicks? Yes. Kicks Uh high, right? Kicks Kicks high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was there ever any, um, maybe like stores that carried like the, our legacies and the, and the total, like a total Kaio except in Seattle in Hawaii. Was it all like vintage? Like where did you kind of develop this, this love of, of more higher end fashion?
3: Yeah, it was really Aloha Rag, R.I.P. Right, so Aloha. Oh, I yeah, that. so Aloha Rag. Shout out Yoda. Like, you know, in Honolulu where I'm from, we didn't have it, everything was always catered to tourists, right? So we always had the Louis, we always had the Pradas, but we didn't really have boutiques. And if they were boutiques, they were they were streetwear, um, light kicks. But Aloha Rag was the one store. And my older sister, who who mostly raised me, she had friends that worked there, and so that's where we would go, and that's where I would learn about Comme de Garcon and, and things like that because they were also the only store that carried that stuff in all of Hawaii.
2: Word. Um, all right. So we, we talked about Evan, right? We talked about IDK. We t- we know that like, you're just working with like celebrities left, left and right. Uh, wh- is there a current celebrity, you know, who's hot right now that you haven't worked with that you would love to work yeah. with? Bucket list shit.
3: My, yeah. My agent just asked me the, that question and I was having a hard time. Cause I, I have to, I really have to step up my celeb game. I'm so like, unfazed by that world and that's not even trying to sound like cocky or higher than i'm just it's still not my world so what about like a tiktok uh, star then absolutely not
1: (laughs) what about they need they need the help what about an athlete or a movie star or just no there's no one that you are personally such a big fan of that you would love to like you know you know put in a specific type of vibe that's ugly duckling them would kill
3: yeah i mean i you know as cliche as it sounds i love timothy chalamet mm-hmm. like he is kind of like an ideal person to dress just because i feel like he also comes from that youth culture that is yeah like you know they're down completely for free
1: and whatever what about okay what yeah. about a celebrity um maybe that is no longer with us through or somebody throughout history that you would love to style does anyone jump out come to mind oh my gosh
3: not off the top of my head no george washington <laughs> Definitely not one of the white presidents that we've had. Not one either. of these motherfuckers
1: with wooden teeth,
3: bro. You need I a mean, new J- weave. JFK was chic, though. So I have to give him that. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
2: celebrity So celebrity's just not your world.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I think that... I, I didn't realize it, but I guess I've just never really been... Maybe because of my culture that it's just... I've been around it so much that it's not as appealing as everyone would think. Kelly Slater you know he's so fine <laughs> really um yeah and surfers or so
2: skaters fun. who's hotter surfers or skaters ooh. ooh
3: that's tough i for me personally cuz i'm obviously hawaiian surfers like mm. but skaters have a vibe like the way that i think that's why it's such a natural relationship it's, it's with skaters with fashion yeah. is that they're just like it's it's in their attitude it's in their don't give a fuck attitude hell
2: yeah um Absolutely. do 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 girls in hawaii react the same way around surfers that girls in new york re- react around skaters thousand percent
3: your daughters yeah growing up we used to call them pro which is <laughs> like, so disrespectful to women so that is the, fucked up but right. like that, that was that ver- always your
1: version of a ramp tramp yeah basically
3: yeah which I just is also extremely
1: the- disrespectful to women i bet <laughs>
3: What a patriarchal patriarchal society we live it in. It can be a a man can be
2: a hell. a man can be a tramp. You that's know, that's fair. Oh, thousand
3: percent.
2: Oh yeah, we, we all been there. Um, <laughs> yo, f- fuck celebrities for a second. I want to talk about a true privilege that you had, Icon which was shit. you worked at. A, you worked for approximately two years. You worked out of Yoji Yamamoto Sama, and I say Sama yeah. because he's a god. I don't say San. He is. fucking peons, look it up. <laughs> Yamamoto Sama. You worked out of his atelier for two years. What was it like working with? the man simply known as the master.
3: I mean, it was surreal. I think it didn't really hit me until after my job was over, but in the moment it was like, it was just normal, but also like I would shake and be nervous every time he walked into the offices. Cause he was there every day. Wow. Smoking that, that work in. in Oh yeah. In the atelier for fittings. He would get down on the ground. People would rush over. It's very Japanese culture as well. Like, you are, it's a hierarchical society within the company. Like, you know, your role and you didn't even need to speak, you know, things would just, he would like look a certain way and they knew. And it was just such an art to like witness that.
1: Do you have a particular Yoji story that is like emblematic of either his like expertise or maybe something that was like out of character that you remember like off top?
3: Well, one of the, I have a couple actually, but a charming one I really loved was that his mom was always there fire <laughs> and she at that time was at least in her late like eight, late 80s early 90s and uh because i think he had just turned like 70 like or 69 when i started working with him nice. Nice. and like um she would cook curry and like cook meals for everyone during the like week that yeah. we were all getting ready for the women's runway show
1: how was her how I, was her kitchen game was it delicious unbelievable really no <laughs> unbelievable. surprises there. If, you're, if you if you birth yoji yamamoto i know <laughs> that you are a fucking filthy in the kitchen
3: it's like everyone was just quiet it was like the only time they like you know it's just like dead silence like everyone's just eating um i thought that was just like a very beautiful almost like ceremonial type thing and then another time was i used to i i was that one quote-unquote american that didn't speak either french or japanese and not many people spoke english in the atelier um, so i i was hated on a lot especially for the way i dressed um, really? yeah because like i would wear things at that time that they didn't get yet so like as you guys know like if it's the summer in in paris like it does get humid it does get hot so we had a type of uniform to follow but for instance like if i was wearing a black yoji suit we were allowed we were allowed to wear black and white so if i was wearing a black yoji suit like suit underneath i just wear a white beater you know Mm. and like when i would walk in with my necklace you know when i'd walk in they'd kind of look at especially the europeans they'd look at me like what are you doing? You know? And then the Japanese are all like layered and buttoned up, even in a hundred degrees. Um, but it was cool. Cause you know, I was specifically getting shut from one dude and then Yoji had seen my look and had talked to the guy who talked to me about like, why was I wearing a white bandana to hold my hair up? And why was I wearing this white ribbed tank? And, you know, I had explained like, You know, I took inspiration from East LA where I used to live, and being from Hawaii, that's what we wear and how we dress. And he incorporated it into the show, which was really cool. And it had this kind of like the ultimate cosine vibe. Yeah, Yeah. it was cool. And it was like, they, I think, kind of looked down on me as kind of being this a little bit too street um, Hmm. sometimes because I would wear sneakers and I'd wear all these things. But like, it was cool to see that he, being even that age, had the foresight. To still recognize what made sense.
2: I mean, weren't right you, now. weren't you, wasn't a part of a key role or key part of your role um, to kind of work on like Y3? And I think people kind of yeah. underestimate yeah. or kind of forget that Y3 was one of the first mm-hmm. like sneaker luxury collaborations yep. that was streetwear,
0: right? Like, yep, it was, was very,
2: a like, we, we were accomplished at the time. Like, that was like the fucking the shit at the time. Mm
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And that was my key role. Like I initially was hired specifically for Y3, but they, I ended up going to Paris every season because Yoji's team saw that it was important to have that synergy between mainline and Y3, that communication presence. So that's why I, would, I started to be involved with the mainline and I started styling the mainline stuff for even Barneys.com because they wanted somebody in-house that understood the brand to translate that for the American market
1: you you talked a bunch about like the inspo behind that like kind of um controversial look at least you know in Paris at the Atelier. but how would you describe your like personal style just generally speaking to the audience at home
3: can I you I mean I think I, yeah i it's such you think it'd be such an easy thing for me to describe right but it's it's hard to put into words i guess again like if,
2: if we, we, we don't, don't ask we don't ask this question of everyone we only put it down for people who do have such like uh like gian range yes. We ask Gien, <laughs> right we ask <add, laughs> uh and luke him? luke fraser yeah luke fraser yeah, from round, from round, round two K. and then and then nice. we're asking you
3: nice i think again if it doesn't feel authentic to myself i can't put it on so and i'm a i go by mood i i don't Prepare any looks prior to. I'm very much a guy that wakes up and does get dressed based on. I always ask Siri what the weather's like. I'm very much dressed not for just a fit to get a fit off, unless it's fashion week, but really like <laughs> what I'm going to be comfortable in, what brands I'm really fucking with right now, and really my mood. So recently, especially with COVID, I, I obviously want to be comfortable. I, I want to be in oversized things. You don't um, wear hard clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in like raw denim every day at home. Right. But, um, yeah, I think my style really is, really does come from my culture. I think at the end of the day, I always look back to like how I dressed growing up and, you know, having surf and skate, um, and being from Hawaii and that type of culture and also being Japanese and my dad being full Japanese, like that naturally is, is integrated into my style.
2: I want to ask you about, um, Hawaiian culture because it is such a huge obviously part of where you and and anyone from Hawaii really comes from because it's just so uh, it's unique right and I think like Mm -hmm. if you visit there you don't you can't really get it at all Um, Mm -hmm. so as an outsider like what it seems to me as someone that was like a fan of like um, surfing when I was younger is Hawaiian like Hawaiian male culture it seems to be pretty macho right it's like, like it's very bro yeah. Um, did you, did you struggle? Well, a, as, as a gay guy and also just kind of someone um, interested in fashion, did you struggle in a time and a place when these things were maybe like less widely accepted or even like less mainstream? Yeah. Mainstream for sure.
3: Yeah. A thousand percent. And you know, what's so interesting, like historically before missionaries came to Hawaii, like before they were converted, like Hawaiians are super like open. It's a, such a, like, there was always a place for mahus, which is basically trans or gender fluid people they were seen as healers and they were seen as uh, just all knowing in a sense, you know? So it, it really is such a beautiful culture, but again, with like being colonized and stuff, it really and shifted. People. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Just White people everything. ruin everything is what you're saying. <laughs>
3: I'm not <all> aware. <laughs> um, no, and it, it, it's so interesting to see it, it. It really have that type of American man shift towards proving your masculinity. So uh, growing up, you know, it, it was really tough for sure. Especially on one side, I have my dad's side that is all full Asian. And then on my mom's side, all very much more Pacific Islander mixed, white, Hawaiian uh, mixtures. And so both sides of the family were pretty much like following those standards, you know, so here I come this black sheep, like, wearing crazy shit, and just experimenting. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? So I was hated on and bullied my whole life, you know? And I think that's also why I, I fell into fashion when I moved to New York. Cause it, I finally felt like, like an, I found like an escape. A place.
1: So it's a part yeah. of finding a home like a separate home and then also an escape to some degree, maybe.
3: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And as cheesy as it sounds, like it really was my armor. Like as much as I got bullied for it, I felt good. Like I felt safe when I was dressed a certain type of way, you know? so Is
2: that why you uh, got a black belt in karate? Cause you had to fucking, how do you
3: know that? I, I did my research. I, I, how do you think well, I want a Pulitzer? Professionals, dude. That's so
0: dope.
3: You know, on the contrary, I actually was a pretty athletic kid. But I no, Yeah, I it, actually that did come up because my co- my older cousin, uh, who I idolized growing up, uh, he was taking karate and I would see him like I went to one of his tournaments and I was getting bullied so much in junior high. I was playing baseball at the time. And I told my dad, like, I want to do that. And so I started going and I even like would live with that family so that i could train with my you know and and i fell into it hardcore did you ever uh,
0: you were
2: you were kick someone's ass
3: yeah i mean if you're hawaiian if you're living hawaii for an extended period of time it is going to be natural unless you're some like privileged person that gets to like right. have their beach house like but i think people get hawaii like twisted like hawaii's cuddy, you know it really is it's rough and so like if you yeah. grew up there there's been a multiple instance that you've had to scrap.
1: You're not necessarily waking up and choosing violence, but at a certain point violence is going to choose you (laughs) and you have no choice. Exactly.
0: (laughs)
3: exactly it's just ingrained in the culture right. that's why we have such good football players coming from Hawaii.
1: And, and speaking and speaking of karate and i know that karate is not kung fu james uh made that very clear to me earlier mm-hmm. I, I have to explain mm-hmm. things to my white, when we were doing my white college, <laughs> yeah. we were doing pre-production do you do you have a, a a favorite stylish kung fu movie of all time or do you have like uh because obviously oh, hitman
3: for sure okay Man. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah
3: Okay. The It Man series for sure. I don't know why that just came like that, but I it. <laughs>
1: you were on that before I. I, like, like, I don't so. know what celebrity I want to style, but it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as my dream job, I don't know, but this fucking movie or show.
3: What you is know it? What's Funny is like It Man, IP okay. Man. Uh, it's so tight. You have to watch. On Netflix. I think yeah, I think all of them are on Netflix now. I think there's now four, but they're actually really good. Um, and then the Grandmaster would be another one. And of course, uh, House of Flying Daggers, like in an alternate universe, I always actually dreamt of being in a action uh, film that it was always I, like, I think because I grew up idolizing Keanu Reeves. That's the celebrity that there I- There it is. There it is. Uh, I grew up idolizing Keanu Reeves also because we're ethnically the same like background, like he's part Asian, Hawaiian, Polynesian, white, things like that. Um, and he, he does have ties to his family being from Hawaii. And growing up, you never really saw Hoppa's, you know, like, uh, I don't know how to explain the word Hoppa, but to your listeners, but I guess you would say like half Asian, half other. (laughs) Um, but you know, just look at Keanu Reeves, like he's the quintessential Hoppa. I didn't really have anyone else to identify with in entertainment and media. Um, so when things like the matrix came out, it's like, I always dreamt of being in some like live action. I
2: mean, you're in LA Taylor, you're in the right part of town.
3: I better get on it. I better get my Johnny Tsunami throwback. On.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how would you, Uh, what, what would you like? How would you like to style Keanu?
3: I mean, again, he's so fine and effortless to me. Like, I think his best vibe in, the, in his current age is like his John Wick looks. Yeah. I think, suited and booted
1: the GQ style cover. Remember that? I think, was it, was it George Cortina who styled that? Mm -hmm. I forget. Yeah. I mean, that was just fucking, that was everyone being like, we, we stand a goat, you know, like that. That was incredible.
3: So fine. Like just, yeah. So good.
1: Well, okay. So back to Hawaii real quick. So
2: I think people either like, think it's, you know, just a tourist paradise or they think it's um just like surf bro macho culture, everyone just fighting and shit. But I (laughs) do, from following you and and the projects you're involved with, it does feel like there's a burgeoning uh, creative scene in Hawaii. I mean, can you talk about what that scene is like right
1: now?
3: Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot, what's so beautiful is a lot, what the internet and social media has allowed is for locals to not feel the need to leave, Mm. to create um, their own world and to have it reach a bigger audience. So, majority of my crew back home have all stayed you know they they maybe a handful have left for college and then you know ended up moving back home but they're all still there my my crew there is so strong and so prideful of our culture and and lots of photographers lots of designers um there's a new media not I wouldn't say new but there is a newer media group where are still doing printed magazines that are beautiful because we have a huge Japanese, Chinese, South Korean uh, influx of tourism. And so they're the ones buying, you know, really buying these magazines as well. But I think there's a hunger for it in the islands because they're also seeing this world through social media and being like, well, I want that, but tangible. So let's create it here. Sure. So from when I was growing up to going home now, it's amazing. Like I remember not being able to, cause when I go home, I don't dumb down who I am or the way I dress, even if I still get comments made to me at the local grocery store. But like, it's so cool now to go back and just see it a lot, a lot more prevalent, Right? you know? Yeah.
0: Is Hawaii
2: just the better California?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so biased. I like, it's Hawaii for me or nothing at all. Like I, I, it's just such a beautiful place.
2: I mean, Lawrence and I—we hate on LA specifically because the the locals are really people that move to LA to become fucking mm. TikTok stars or influencers, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, especially you know, it's big hats, the the scalloped hem butt white T shirts, <laughs> ripped skinny jeans, ripped skin Chelsea jeans, boots, Chelsea leather boots. biker jacket. <laughs> heading, the heading the amount brunch. of
3: bad the amount of bad jeans here—it's mind blowing. Thank you, Not Mike Miri. It's wild the amount of tapered rouged Balmain knockoff like denim It's why well, I mean I you know I'm fortunate enough to stay Mommies. at this beautiful home in Los Feliz every time I come to LA but um so the east side is very different like Los Feliz and Atwater but once you like leave this kind of bubble it is like truly stereotypical LA.
2: I mean, yeah. So I think this the stereotype is like for absolutely born in truth there. But I think like you know what we were wondering is is we all know the bastardization of surf style through like you know Quicksilver billboards in Times Square, Pack Sun, fucking Pack Sun, and, billabong, and uh, uh, sandals with the beer bottle opener. <laughs> on the all the, the,
0: the, oh, the good white, shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, the white racist guys in the Aloha shirts. But like, what <laughs> what is actual good surf style like on the islands right now?
3: I think Evan is a great like kind of example of that even though now you see him in all this high fashion but like what made him so cool like when you see him in his skate videos and stuff like that he's always been that way you know and I think in Hawaii the guys and the girls are like that there's kind of this uh in a beautiful way because it's so isolated they're less um jaded in a sense and they're less influenced again unless they see it on social media but there's just like you know guys that get off like get out from surfing and the way they tie their towel and just throw on their shirt and throw on their blades or their glasses, even just that vibe, that look is like, they don't realize that they look good and cool, you know? And even the girls, the way that they may fold over their jeans or the way they like just get out of the water and keep their bikini tops on and then wrap something else around their waist and tie their hair up all wet, like that effortless, like authentic like, and they're all beautiful on top of that. They're like tanned and beautiful yeah. and and mixed and you know, multiracial and and it's awesome. And it's just like, it's again, but it's really, for me, I think it comes from like the attitude of it, you know? And for like, that's where it starts. And, yeah. Surf and skate. It comes from that attitude of like being an athlete. Cause it really is like a sport first and foremost and coming out and just having that attitude and that confidence ooze out into like, this could be the most ripped up t-shirt, but I'm still going to make it look sick, you know?
2: So, uh, you know, attitude having enormous, fucking rhino shoulders mm-hmm. beautiful Having shoulders and pecs. beautiful you know you're you're a little bit of everything you're the fucking stew of of races mm-hmm. and, and ethnicities um that helps but you know
0: yep <laughs>
3: let's,
2: let's say you don't have that right like i think it's it's uh, uh, a <laughs> i'm speaking for three quarters of the podcast here um because you know look at me but um well, don't you know, I th-
3: wear bad jeans wear right. like a nice clean you know vintage levi you don't need it all shredded <laughs> up you know, but, if you're gonna buy a loha shirt, don't get an All Saints one. No shade, like get a vintage <laughs> one. Right. You know. Anyway, let's it. say you're
2: not blessed with these God-given uh, talents. What brands <laughs> should people um, keep an eye out for? Like, what are okay? What are some under-the-radar brands? Because you've worked with like the, the big dogs, but what are some of maybe like uh, undiscovered gems?
3: Yeah. Oh shoot. Just in general, not even yeah, from that, Hawaii? yeah, that yeah, yeah just, just in general that you want to, that with. you
2: think people should uh, like new goons.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'll just think of what I've been living out of my suitcase the past month I packed with me. So like AIE, I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys know. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, baby. Lord, that's one of Lawrence's Arts based. and education. Oh, yeah, the, the newest nice. shit from yep. Nepenthes, baby, from the, from yep. the EG, EG university.
3: <laughs> yep. Uh, AIE for sure. I'm, I'm going through my suitcase. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows our legacy. I've actually been loving pieces from second layer. I know they've been around for a while, but like, no,
1: the most underrated. James and yep. I have loved Second Layer since we discovered them in the capsule days. Uh, yep. I feel like people don't talk about them enough. They yep. are consistently fucking fire. Yep. No, they have a. They currently have a leopard
2: cardigan that Cardi, I want to yeah. put in this week's yep. version what? of the Thursday Dumper. But I didn't did it. you? It.
1: Did I was going to put it in. Yeah, I'm going to put it in. <laughs> put
2: it in because yeah. my 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 picks are just
1: too expensive. It's like nine hundred
2: dollars, but it's, it's like four hundred thirty dollars,
3: but it's no, fire. It's, but it's it so good. Yeah. Second layer. And Second layer. Yep. Okay. We're and fans. Clearly. What, one of my favorite jeans I brought with me, I've been wearing daily are from child in yes. New York,
1: New York. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. Um, what else? These Havenbrook clogs. Mm.
0: Shout out. Havenbrook. The Chilbys.
3: Um, what else? That's like more under the radar. It's pretty much it for me off the top of my head.
1: That was a great fucking Murderers Row there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those are brands that are all sick in their own right, and definitely could mm-hmm. they deserve? Notes. They deserve as much love as like you know the obvious guys. I, I'm with you Hunter. totally. Support
2: yeah. small brands, people. All right, Taylor, we're gonna run you through the gauntlet here. Um, in our last question, when talking about Jimmy and Larry ourselves, um, <laughs> we want to throw some some. You're, you're a stylist, right through and through. We want to throw some scenarios at you, and we want to hear from you, just like rapid fire. What are the looks? Just real quick, like the essential three pieces. For these situations,
1: once you go first. No. Okay, uh, job interview, whether on Zoom or in person, obviously you want to dress to impress. What what is the the Taze Day's signature job interview fit?
3: Okay, I've been really into blazers again, so I'm okay with a blazer as long as you aren't wearing it super fitted. So I'd say a clean blazer. Stay away from prints. When in doubt, keep it tonal and simple. A nice black suit. An easy t-shirt and some loafers or boot, depending on the weather outside. Um, not some streetwear bulky sneaker.
2: <laughs> Perfect. All right, Taylor. Uh, I'm trying to bust a nut. Well, actually, no. Sorry, I'm going to be respectful. I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy an experience with a with a lady. Guys a
3: love to say that to me. Damn.
2: Lady friend, and then maybe a little down the road, bust a nut. Um, first date. What's my first date fit looking like?
3: Oh, again, for me, it's really about context. Like, I need to know whether where you're going. All right,
2: we're going. It's a ni- it's a, a global warming. It's sixty degrees in New York again. We're going to go to the park. Um, I got a blanket. I got a nice bottle of wine. Nice. I got a tote bag. I got some snacks. Some poetry.
3: Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. I got my guitar. Picnic, I'm gonna play Wonderwall. I, a picnic. I'd like to see maybe a nice needles cardigan moment, or give me a nice Bodie print up top. Give me so something a, that shows
0: so a stand out piece.
3: Yeah. I think in that picnic vibe, like you're in nature, it's okay to like show a bit of your personality. Um, and then again, like an easy pant or denim, like a nice jean, something that you're not too precious with to also still show that like, I can't get my sneakers dirty on this picnic date, you know, just something real, real chill.
1: Okay. And and then finally, let's say that first date, Goes pretty well, you know. I recited my my best poetry. My my needles cardigan was fucking popping. Now it's late. She didn't run away when I told her I'm a podcast host. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a professional podcaster. Now it's late night, and I am going on a last minute bodega run to to cop a condom, Lucy, at two a.m. What am I throwing on to hit the bodega?
3: (laughs) I love a good bodega look. I mean, again, if it's what I love, like a full on. Like, basketball, I'm a, like, bro, like, I love a bro look. So if you're in a basketball short with a tall white sock <laughs> and a hoodie, like, that shit's font, like, hot to me. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to see you all dressed up trying to go to the bodega to grab rubbers when you know what we're going to do next. Sure. Yeah. You know? Like, look, Easy. I want to look like you just finished like warm up practice. <laughs> Perfect. You know, or like a scrimmage. Before the, before the
1: real workout begins, if you know what I'm thousand saying.
3: thousand percent. So yeah. Two maybe, minutes, yeah. two
1: minute, two minute drill.
3: <laughs> Tip drill.
0: All
2: right, <laughs> Taylor. Taylor. Thank you for indulging us, uh, talking about ourselves for a little over an hour. Uh, let's talk about you for a second. Um, you know, you, you have this really great life where you can kind of, you're bouncing around, you're traveling around the world. I think this is one of the, you live a life that a lot of guys that listen to this podcast aspire to, which is like, yo. I want to be in New York. I want to be in LA. I want to be in London. I want to be in Japan. I want to be in Hawaii. I want to go home. I want to work from anywhere. I want to work with the big dogs. I want to work with the fucking small brands. Want to be creative. But the real question is: again, we don't want to stand between our boys and the bag. So, in the name of salary transparency, how much money do you make?
0: Oh shit, we're going.
3: I cannot talk about money. I hate that shit. So it makes me so uncomfortable we'll yeah, call your agent exactly no straight up i was i didn't have an agent for years and i was getting not even just screwed over but i didn't even know my work you
1: were getting fucked you know? over
3: <laughs> yeah like my dad well, we come from hobble beginnings you know my dad still runs our his bento shop for almost you know for 40 years now where he's charging seven dollars for a bento bar like Yo, the still, merch like, is sick. Having, Can we get some you merch know? thank you How do we get merch? i make all that i'll get you guys some teas for sure yeah. Um, so you know, I also wasn't raised having the knowledge of finances and and knowing how much things cost and knowing how much I should even charge for my for my knowing your worth. Knowing your worth. Yeah. So like I, you know, I even sometimes I still lowball myself and my agents like, What? You told them how much was your rate? you know, like I think that, yeah, I'm really bad at talking about, that, about, that's fine. I'm not, I'm definitely no, not no, no. rich by that, any means. I'm not rich.
1: That's fine. How about this? How much <laughs> money, how much money would you like to make? Do you have a number? Everyone typically has a number.
3: Oh yeah. I, I mean, I dream big. So like I want to live comfortably at half a mil salary, you know, okay. <laughs> I like, I like the sound I, of that. I got family to take care of. I want to take care of all my family back home. So that's like minimum. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean So I I better get my book deal out. I better right, get sure. my You better get off this action, podcast and start. I was saying, you better you better you, you know, know get
1: your live action fucking yeah, role sorted out.
3: Yeah. Um, exactly.
2: I, Taylor, obviously you you're you're a man of, of exquisite taste when it comes to uh, John's and clothing, you know, I, I'm assuming that you blow plenty of money on clothing itself, but what else besides clothes do you like to spend your money on?
3: Interiors. Probably interiors and like home
1: goods or furniture.
3: Yeah, like I'm a sucker for, uh, you know, making my space feel good, you know, especially as a freelancer, you you do have these lulls of work. So like your home is important, like is an important space for you to feel comfortable in. Do you have any stores...
2: Do you have any stores you'd recommend? Cause I think that's something a lot of our guys are like moving into the first crib or like trying to level up their home space, especially now. Right. And it, it's, that's
1: kind of a, a big gap in our knowledge is like home. Good. uh yeah. you know, Where to begin can also feel so daunting. Even if you live in like yeah. a studio apartment, it's still like, you know, a lot of space
3: and it's any, expensive yeah. as fuck. You know, places, expensive. Do
2: you have yeah. any places it's, people should, should uh, check yeah.
1: out or tips?
2: I-
3: yeah I love places that also like refurbish things or especially if like mid is your vibe or you know just to not spend like i mean it still get, it still can get really expensive expensive with yep. vintage stuff, but like places like Home Union in New York is really yep. good that my girl runs, and it's also just a great source of inspiration because um, i like I, I don't chef. like things to feel sterile and too brand new it needs to have some character, yep. you know. Um, but I'm a sucker. Like I scroll on first dibs a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Do you know that? Yeah. On that app, I'm on there a lot. Just, just <laughs> even like if I obviously won't spend five racks on sconces, but like <laughs> it, it's a beautiful way to like aspire to things and kind of figure out, you know, like, you know, like the future. perfect, right.
1: or, or getting like again, sp- get inspired to buy like the cheaper versions somewhere
2: exactly. else.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: you yeah. need to have a good home because who
2: knows the future Mr. Okata uh, might be walking through the door or maybe he or whoever keeps their last name. Um, mm-hmm. But that brings us into the third topic of this podcast. meets and cheeks, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the All right. Good so shit. again, you, you're cur- you're constantly, tr- you know, globe trotting, running job to job. Again, it's a glamorous life uh, professionally speaking, but when you're constantly grinding and and linking and building, like how do you find time to date? And is that tough?
3: Like, yeah, it's super I to tough. That. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize how many years it's been since I've been in like an exclusive long-term relationship. But when I talked to my friends about it, they really made me realize like you guys said, when you're traveling a lot, when you're working all the time. Uh, and I, I am truly a family man in the sense of putting like my day ones and my family first that I don't, and I, I definitely put myself second. So it's just, it's been a long time and it's, I think it's really the traveling thing that makes it tough. Like it's easy to meet people, but also I'm not necessarily looking to date people that I meet through work as well. Right. I like to keep it pretty separate. You're not trying to
1: dip the pen in the company ink as they say.
3: Yeah. And then sometimes like not to sound stereotypical or dramatic, but a lot of the guys I meet aren't typically out yet or like want to be out yet. So like the last guy I was dating, like we had a four month sling or whatever. He was a former athlete. Like, he wasn't even out yet, you know? So he's not like, I can't really fuck with that. If I can't share that side of my life with people. Is it
2: like, he's not out because of his personal, uh, sorry, previous life as an athlete or is it like his family? Like,
3: yeah, I think all of the above, I think, I think for some people, I mean, time and conditions are different for everyone, but it gets tough for them. And you know, all my friends are like, but you work in fashion or whatever. Like you must be around gay guys all the time or bi guys all the time. And it's like, you'd be surprised. It really depends what segment of our industry you work in. Like I'm not constantly surrounded by, by yeah. gay dudes all the time. The not streets at all. have
1: taken over. And then also like, 100%. does your, does your, does your type necessarily work in fashion at least from, from no, Exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so so that's go. why it's like my friends are like, you're so picky, but it's like, you know, I think again, it comes, I have to, I hate keep reference, like to keep referencing Hawaii, but just to, you know, I'm an Island boy at heart. I want a dude that's chill and, And isn't, you know, phased with the things that matter so much to our industry. And I like them thick. I like them rough around the edges, Polynesians. Like, you know, I do. I'm naturally drawn to that. I'm obviously open to any background, obviously. But those are my weak spots. You know, I'm not really looking for a privileged dude in fashion. You like a bad boy. Hood to good, I
1: call <laughs> it. good. Have you been, what's, well, w- one is what has dating been like during COVID? And have you like been doing virtual Zoom dates? Like, what's that been like?
3: You know, it's funny because I, I, I do have a guy back home that I've been, we've never like labeled anything, but again, it's by because of distance. So, you know, we both knew that we were getting tested and being safe and creating bubbles. So like when I was home for the summer, I got to like Hank spend time with him and stuff. But it's tricky. Like being in LA, like it'd be great to be able to go on a date, but I can't do that here. You know, especially out of respect for my my pod and being, we get rapid tested on set daily. But like, could you imagine being the one that tests positive and has to shut down sure. production? So, but DMs pop still, you know, but... <laughs> They're open. You can't really, you know, they're open, but like, it's just really been chatting. That's it. Is that
1: like the one perk? Uh, well, not the one, but one of the perks of being on set is that like you're getting free rapid tests every day that you're working, right? Huh.
3: Thousand percent. Uh, silver Thousand lining, percent. baby. <laughs> it's, it's really nice to know. I mean, people weren't doing it in the beginning and that's why I was turning work down because I obviously want to make money, but I was, you know, I'm still... I don't want to, I also just don't want to affect others. It's not even necessarily about my, you're respectful. you know, it's like, I can't, like you don't require us to get tested or you're not figuring out how we can, I'm not going to stand out at a city MD for three hours in New York city to get a test, like figure it out. If you want this to keep going so you guys can make money, like figure it out, you know? Yeah. So being fortunate that we, we have that here in LA. All right. Well, speaking
2: of two boys that are a little rougher on the edges, uh, don't really care about uh, materialism. We got Chuck and chef here. Um in the next segment, 60 seconds of thirst. We're gonna turn the mics over to them. They've been sitting patiently okay. waiting um for you know this whole time. Uh they're gonna pitch you on anything, ask you something, uh maybe they got an idea they want to share. Uh Chuck, you've been with us the whole time. Why don't you go first? Uh hey Taylor. So
1: I've been fortunate enough to work with some uh great stylists like uh Lawrence. And uh, <laughs> I've 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 noticed um that a lot of them like some are very particular about how the vibe is on set, like music, uh, snacks, drinks, you know, if people are talking or being chatty or whatever. So I was just wondering, like, what is your ideal uh, set kind of a uh, set
3: vibe? My ideal set is definitely music, ideally hip hop, because you want to feel hype on set unless it's high strung, then play something more R&B. But m- music for sure. I need good coffee, sparkling water. And I'm a simple guy. That's pretty much it. Some nice craft services would be great. Good catering. But other than that, if that vibe, I've been on a set where they required no music at all. And it was miserable. Like it was, oh, it,
1: was it was required to not play music.
3: The client really? wanted a, a quiet set. So all what? you heard was shuddering of like, I just did a campaign and it was just like, with oh, models miserable. I was just standing there like this is so like, talk about awkward silence, like Yikes. the worst miserable. Over. Yeah, I want a good vibe on set. Music always is key. I like follow, a
1: follow-up question. Uh, what would your, what, what's your rider, like,
0: specifically?
3: <laughs> I actually never get asked that unless I'm on the talent side, which doesn't happen much. Today but... you are. <laughs> <laughs> when I did, a, like, a couple, like, talent-sided stuff, again, Pellegrino, mm. um, depending on where we are location-wise, I have, like, my favorite coffee per city, so I would request that.
1: Um what's your favorite coffee in New York?
3: New York would be Little Canal. Okay. And then LA would be proof or Madu. Yeah. Um. I'm familiar. And then yeah, like for lunch when they ask me what I want to eat, I usually want Japanese. Like I usually want like sushi or something that will fill me up, but I won't get. exactly.
1: That's what you need. You need something that's like going to fucking like keep you energized and fill up the tank. But you're not like, let me get a chicken parm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Or like, just like a boring kale salad. Like, no, I want some protein. That's what what always blows me
1: away too is like doing like anytime seeing what people order. Cause it's like when you're at lunch, you're not even halfway through for the most part. And it's always, it's always funny to see like when people like, whether it's like a model who hasn't worked a bunch or it's like, you know, some assistant, but it's like, okay, you sure. Sure you want the burger and fries. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Do you?
2: I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna go the other way. And like, are you sure you want just a green, just a side salad? I, would, I, feel like, I feel like that's just performative.
1: <laughs> no, well, maybe that, I but I would actually always good. eat less versus eating more if I have yeah, to. Yeah, but know it's that like sushi sushi's the probably yeah. the perfect thing well, for like all 10-hour fucking. That's because Taylor is the perfect boy.
2: <laughs> Speaking of perfect boys, thank, <laughs> thank you, Chuck. Me. Yeah. Let's move on to a uh, Chef, who's sipping on a little Like Lager looks like. Uh, chef. Nice. (laughs) You're up, baby. Hey Taylor. Um, this this might be kind of a dumb question, because obviously as as a stylist, you wanna bring like your own your own flavor to the to the to the pieces that you're putting together. But um I'm just like wondering, how do you kind of like separate the stuff that you would want to wear yourself uh, you know, from the stuff that you want other people to wear? And how do you like familiarize yourself with the people that you are styling? Like how do you choose to get to know their vibes so that you're like putting together something that just feels right for them.
3: I think that's such a great question actually. Cause I think that that's what makes a really good styling is knowing context, knowing your history and references, um, and knowing the you know, right time and right place for everything. So sometimes you go into a job and that's what they specifically hired you for was to bring you a hundred percent. And then sometimes I'm doing a campaign for a department store where it's like, these are the brands you have to use. This is our, our aesthetic. Um, and it's really about taking ego out of it as well and knowing when to incorporate your personal style. Um, and then also, again, really just doing your, your research. Like I hate when people go into a job and that's like when offensive things happen. You know, that's when like culturally appropri- cultural appropriation happens or um, when you may not be as for me in the past, not as proud of my work when I also didn't try to push to incorporate my own flair on things because then I don't want to put it in my book. So again, it's like knowing who your client is if you've never worked with them before, research it. if it's a celeb, look at their past shoots, look at their gram, look at their socials. if it's a brand, same thing, research the history of it, and again, just do as much of your homework as possible.
2: Have you ever been in a situation where maybe something that was a little a little too blue uh came up and like you're like, no, no headdress. what the fuck <laughs> like this is you know this is a Coachella shoot, and like did you ever 000%. feel? And did you call? Did you call it out?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I usually have at, and there have been early days stuff where I didn't uh, feel like it was my place to say something because, as you guys know, like a lot of times stylists are treated as like like such unimportance on set, like say dog shit for the yeah. Like we really are. Like people think it's such a glamorous job, or you know, but a lot of times on set, like you would think that we're such a vital part because people would show up naked without us, right? But. you know, so I didn't speak up enough, but really after like, I, I'm naturally a blunt person. So I've definitely said stuff at least to the, pro- the producer or the client, you know, somebody I, I've developed that rapport with where I'm like, that's not cool. Like even in cat, sometimes I'm a part of casting and I'm like, that's not cool. Like, I'm not, I won't be a part of this if that's how this is going to go.
0: Do you, you prefer
1: to, to cast as well or be involved? Or is that for you? Maybe it's like, Oh, I don't want to be
0: bothered with this.
3: Some things like uh, when I did that, me and James talked about this, uh, about the Essence editorial I did with Evan before he got signed to this amazing management he's with that's blown up his career in a great way. Like when I did that shoot, what was great about working with Essence was that they allowed me to cast because I was like, well, if we're going to do this Hawaii, this story I pitched about kids in Hawaii, like. I need to be a part of casting because that's where things like lose its authenticity. It's the most and, crucial like,
1: element in that. Yeah. In that specific, that's the context that you're talking about. Like, all right, we
3: yeah. got this model
1: from yeah. Russia.
2: Yeah. Put him in a right. fucking. Exactly.
3: <laughs> There's so many brands that shoot in Hawaii and never cast locally, which blows my mind. Like they're simply using us as a backdrop and using our Aloha prints and all these things as like in their collections or their references, but, or like even surf, but like it's a, a non-surfer carrying a surfer. It's, it's just blows my you, mind. When you,
1: you open the to... dictionary and you look and you look at cultural appropriation, what you just
0: said is the exact <laughs> example that is there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, even take like, you know, working with IDK, like obviously I'm not a, a black man. I'm not a black person. Like for me to, to work with a black artist and to have that request of using uh, an African print or Kente cloth, like I have to make sure that I'm consulting you know, the right people and that I'm being very um, aware as much as possible to communicate, to not make those mistakes, right. you know, still know my blows my mind.
2: it's still, it's still, I mean, we talked about this on uh, last or this week's episode with Walter Pierce, just like the amount of people that just like, are like sign off on something being so completely idiotic. They're oblivious. They don't even yeah. pretend, or, they, don't even or, pretend or, or they feel pressured to not say <laughs> anything. Right. It's just like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's still mind blowing. All right. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, chef. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks, Glorious 60 voice. seconds, as always. Um, Taylor, before we uh, enter the home stretch here, we want to just, you know, we want to play a little game here. Uh, last John, next John. What we want to know obviously, <laughs> you get crazy amounts of clothes for free. Don't come on, don't fucking lie. But we want to know what was, what was the last <laughs> that would John? Be
3: crazy. What was the last John More you than copped less.
2: Yeah. What was the last John you copped at full retail? And then what's the next John that you got your eye on that you want to pull the trigger yeah, on soon? That's
3: in your sights. Oh, full retail. Yeah, no, no friends
1: and family, no. Family, yeah, yeah, no. No. No, uh, trade, no promo code.
3: I don't. I've never been gifted something from Prada. So the last thing I bought was a Prada little leather satchel, full retail, not sale.
2: Is Prada Just, the brand you own the most of, gotta or be. own the most fire accessories of? And where can I get that Prada cowboy hat?
3: <laughs> oh, I, I guess probably maybe it is the brand that I. Yeah, I guess because again, like. I always grew up like genuinely loving it from when Mucha started Prada sport mm-hmm. in, in like Rosa, <laughs> Yeah. Like we had our own Prada sports store and I used to walk oh, by far. and just like oh, just sick. owning those pieces. Yeah. I'm not getting yeah, to this really. day. We're the only store in America that has a separate men's and women's Prada store in the whole country. Well, um, that's dope. Yeah. Because of us being the shopping capital of the Pan Pacific and right. kind of East Asia. Right. So, um, but that was the last thing I copped for retail. The cowboy hat. Where did I get the Prada? Let's just say I have amazing Prada shoppers per different locations. I yeah. have my guy at the Honolulu store. I have my girl at the New York Soho store. I have my guy at the Vegas store because you would be surprised what comes about right. this store. is your
1: version of hose in different area codes <laughs> personal <laughs> yeah. shoppers at prada stores
3: so throughout the country kind of kind of know what i want and they'll shoot me a text and you know that's how easy it can be and it's also dangerous and bad uh, and then the last what was the other question the, What's the, the, the next, next joint, joint?
1: yeah the next joint full price <laughs> oh, that
3: i have my eye on you know to mm-hmm. be honest i think it is because of like the pandemic i haven't really been as much uh like desiring stuff you know i kind of feel Hmm. like less of a need for things almost like questioning also why like why do i need something you know um (laughs) but i'd have to say probably the throwing fits loafer wow there yeah thanks yeah, uh, I was wondering
1: how long James was gonna have to float that across the screen before we could get uh, our second or third cosine
3: I'm a, of the upset. I didn't even get uh, an email about the boots to pre-order uh, when it dropped. Really, sorry. you know, I wasn't obviously on the list for that. I so. think your
1: DMA personal shopper was off that day. <laughs> Or was dealing with COVID-19. <laughs> yeah,
3: or, was yeah, or
1: was dying along with his entire family in <laughs> oh there.
2: All right, Taylor. I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we knew that we had to have you on, um, you know, before the first year of throwing fits ended because like you are taste God. Like the, it, it was almost uh, like so obvious kind. that it was like, yeah. it was right in front of our face. We couldn't even no see brainer. it. Right.
3: I um, was so honored when you guys asked, I was like, I don't have a following. Like this is. This so so well, you're, you're, like, about, you're about
2: to you're, have you're, one. You're about to. You're right. So. Obviously, you have exquisite taste, amazing opinions. Um, what we're going to do here in Fuck Would Not Fuck With, it's a working okay. title. It's a working title here. Uh, we're going to throw some categories at you. You tell us what you're fucking with and what you're not uh-huh. fucking with. Okay. Um, first up, sneakers. What uh-huh. sneakers are you currently fucking with?
1: Like your current rotation.
3: Yeah. Okay. So current rotation, I'm looking around. I have these New Balance um, Casablanca's.
1: Mm. that the I genuinely? Huh? The
3: 327. Yeah. So I have the white and uh, white one with the green trim around the New Balance logo. Genuinely, I didn't realize how comfortable they would be. So I've been wearing those on set, like, and I I like the way that it can get all scuffed up and dirty and still look cool. Yeah, I have the uh, I have this one. Oh, do you have the, the do you have the inverse? Oh, yeah, yeah, the okay inverse that. of that. Yeah, you can buy these
1: um, right now in my grails. Shout out Casablanca.
3: <laughs> I love it. I love those. I have um, a pair of orange, like low low top chuck styles by second layer that i've been living in oh, nice. um what wait else are they, are they
1: article number they're the they're, they're oh, or article they... number sorry right. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah yeah it was
3: a, a collab one of the collab sneakers i think they wow shared... they collab
1: with themselves
3: yeah, i love they that share, like
2: they share ownership or they share yes. like resources. Yes. yeah it's...
3: yeah uh that uh hoka i have this like thick hoka sneaker that's like fluorescent colors that i love um and then this all white one by athletics i'm sure you guys know of that yeah that brand is just I, called athletics
2: yeah yeah so are you playing golf i now? like
3: how thank you i love how clean and like almost Prada sport s they are without having any branding on it
0: yeah
3: oh can i yeah. ask you a question so those are pretty much in my rotations right now.
1: what do you what do you think of of prada and adidas honestly
3: then, the newer stuff, I was like, okay, at least you're giving me something with the Linnea Rosa tribute with the and red, something br- and right? something
1: brand new too, which is yeah. interesting.
3: But and you know how much I Mucha is mom, you know. Besides Ricard Kugo, like Mucha's mom to me. <laughs> uh, but I, I wasn't excited. You know, like yeah. I, I, I was kind of bummed. I get the idea of like quality leather for a superstar. It's like Prada's this classic brand, and you're taking the most classic silhouette from Adidas. But i was bummed to be honest yeah. when that came the, out
1: because that's the thing that it's it was so well it feels like it could be such a huge moment right for yeah uh, and it just weirdly has fallen flat since jump and it doesn't seem to be picking up in any way so when when we have a Prada enthusiast such as yourself on the pod I'm like I need the the real the real yeah like here, so. a lot of
3: people ask me like how come I don't see you in those how come I, you know and I'm yeah. like I didn't feel the need to buy those to be honest the newer ones I, w- I would like to see how they are on because I do like a futuristic sneaker but, yeah. um, but probably just so, that's the Y3, great footwear yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like probably just such great footwear and apparently I don't they know run why snive.
1: that's my only intel apparently you gotta size up I don't know thanks Lawrence <laughs> <The> Problem. <laughs> yeah. Unusable I'll let you know con. when I try them on <laughs> <Yes>. what uh <laughs> if you had to do a
2: Mountain Rushmore sneakers it's your top four unranked of all time yeah what are we throwing Ooh. up there be as
1: specific as you want colorway you know
3: um, of all time all mm-hmm. time well, yeah. I, one of the first sneakers that made me a sneakerhead were, were Reebok Iversons when I was in junior high. The question. And I just, I just have to pay tribute to that because that was kind of my entry point as like a poor kid into like expensive sneakers. Right. In my eyes, you know? Um, and then a bolt like in that. Damn, that's so tough. I have a hard time editing out sneaks, like footwear in general. Like, How many
1: pairs of sneakers do you own currently? Would you say? If you had to guesstimate.
3: I just did a Marie Kondo thing over <laughs> COVID, and you and me both, brother. Before, before I had purged, just in my apartment alone, I, I had a little over two hundred.
1: Wow, Shit, that's a lot, dude. Because you're not yeah, even like dude. a sneakerhead, sneakerhead. You're no, like, no, I'm not. Tasteful, high fashion lord, not yeah, like a fucking consider, troglodyte. Was your furniture made of sneaker at sneakers?
3: At like, all. no, I know. I I lucked out with such good built-in closets in my apartment, but I, I think it, no. But most of that was also. From my consulting days and also working with like the Y3. Y3. Yeah, I actually yeah. didn't have a lot of Y3 stuff, surprisingly. I had a lot, I have a lot of Raph Adidas mm. when they collabed for a couple of seasons. Yeah. I have, I probably have every colorway and style from those few seasons.
2: Every colorway, the Stan Smith's like all like <laughs> there's like a hundred.
3: <laughs> Not the Stan Smith, but like some of the stuff that was like unreleased, like when he did platform type of stuff on the yes. runways and things like that. So I, I, I still haven't been able to. To really purge, I'd say I have about like forty pairs of the round. when
1: when you do the purge, only, <laughs> do you do you give it away to homies? Do you sell it? Like what or what's the combination of that? What's your strategy there?
3: So um, a probably lot of my going through this myself. Unfortunately, aren't my shoe size, which is annoying because I would love to just give it away to my friends. Um, but in my my building, loves me because my <laughs> landlord's husband is a size nine, and he gets a lot from me. So no, also I, I can,
1: you could pay for rent in fucking sneakers, dog.
3: You would think they would give you a discount, right, right. on rent? But um, and then uh, I love the Bowery, like dropping things off at Bowery Mission and the AIDS uh, Center on uh, in East Village. Um, anywhere that has like an LGBTQ youth um, houseless program, I like you know from Housing Works to to sure. independent ones. I I prefer to give. It feels weird to sell things that were gifted to me a lot of the times i do not have so, that problem <laughs> nice um but also have a problem letting things like in that sense like, being, like as a stylist, being like yeah being like as a stylist like should i put this in storage because i might need it oh sure um but then when i was marie condoing i got to a point where i was starting to create like okay i'll try and send this to the real real or i'll try and do this on grilled and i got to a point i was so overwhelmed i was like just donate all this like yeah sometimes that's easier it's not worth the hassle you know (laughs) exactly and you make half a million
1: dollars a year already so it's like you're good to go
3: you know in this (laughs) castle of a house that is not mine all right taylor (laughs) keep keep
2: thinking about your mount Rushmore, but in the meantime let's move on to um sneakers you're maybe not fucking with and this will be interesting because i feel like as as someone with such a discerning eye you're able to kind of parse through what's like overhyped or trendy and yeah just cut the uh, bullshit cut the
1: noise yeah. If there's anything that you want to call out we obviously don't want you to lose any future work but every so often there's like a trend like you know um whatever was feeling disruptors was pretty bad
3: when <laughs> that was happening that was yeah. so easy to pick on right because that's like when you guys started talking to me about this that was like one of the first things that came into yeah. my head or like the play heart i talk. Yeah, we're known as the
1: field disruptor pod. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, it's uh, so easy because it's just low hanging fruit because they truly are the worst sneaker ever created.
3: I I can't think of any other ones that really bother me. I'm trying to think. What do you think I, maybe, about like
1: what? Or this is not a sneaker. What do you think of like the craze around the Bottega Puddle Boots? Were you, are you a fan? Do you have a pair? I, will,
3: I yeah. love them. Okay. I love. I think I think the new Bottega is sick. Okay. It's one of my favorite like collections right now for sure.
1: Cause the footwear, yeah, obviously, sure. when it, when he, when, when Daniel Lee first got hired and they were blowing up, I felt like I saw a lot of the kind of standard, you know, Bottega accessories like his version, but the footwear yeah. now. And obviously, you know, footwear is how you basically grow any fashion brand. Like I see the footwear all the time, at least on social media. I'm not really like out in the streets like that. But, yeah. Um, He seemed, and it's like all these huge exaggerated silhouettes, whether it's like the puddle boots or even just like the leather joints. And uh, I just, I feel like that's something you're into, I guess.
3: Yeah, I'm into it. And it's cool because like to build a brand like that without having to do a sneaker, Mm -hmm. you know, like when Balenciaga did, you know, the triple S or or like even the Gucci sneakers, like Bottega's doing it without having to create a sneaker that, you know, street, you know, that's affiliated with quote unquote streetwear. So I like it a lot, Lawrence and
2: I. Lawrence and I are obviously fans of, of a horse bit. What do you think of the uh, turbo horse bit on the J.W. Anderson slippies?
3: Oh, I like, like them.
1: A, wait, is that a horse bit or is that like a Cuban it's like link? A, it's like
2: a it's a link, but sorry, it's a link. oh, and it's like
3: exaggerated, right? It's like
2: gigantic, yeah. gigantic. It's like some slick
1: Rick shit.
3: I love I love J.W. and Loewe, so maybe I'm biased, but I feel like it. it it's it not a bad thing. A, a lot to pull off, so if you can, I respect you because I love that mm. stuff. I love it. The footwear is wild, and I, if you can pull it off, I love it.
2: What other non? What okay? What about uh, non-sneaker footwear? Are you fucking with right now?
3: Yeah. Besides Loves, like uh, the besides the
2: two oh, that we just threw out at you.
3: A lot of clogs, I think, because of the LA vibe. Like I have these like white suede or legacy mules that I get made fun of all the time for wearing.
2: Are they pointy? Are they kind of like pointy at yeah, the toe? Yeah, they're kind of
3: pointy. Yeah, those
2: are wear- very difficult to walk in. <laughs> I cannot walk in those. You have a pair. No, I I was walking. I was in their store, walking around, and I just, I, 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 like, I can't even consider buying these. Like, I can't. I am
3: impressed and a little turned on at the fact that you were trying on some pointy-toed mules, walking around in a store. Yeah, that's That's, nice.
1: That's Jimmy for you. Just again, it's a very open-minded guy.
3: It's an LA vibe. Like I don't get to utilize them in New York because they right. probably are hard, hard to walk in. But here, you're just like driving and like getting in and sure. out of cars and trying to look cute at gelsons <laughs> and the ice cream aisle. You know. <laughs> All so,
0: right. Let's yeah, move on, on, on to uh.
2: Let's move here. on to music. You, you know, you love okay. you love hip hop on set, R and B. What music are you currently banging though? Just personally, in your ear holes.
3: Uh, so definitely, as cliche as this sounds, good news, Megan, for sure. Mm. Um been playing that a lot. The uh Ty Dollar sign album you better pay a lot. for this
1: pussy and invest in black
2: business.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bar- that <laughs> sounded really good coming from James, to be honest. Someone should, someone like- should not clip that out though.
3: <laughs> right. That's a good one. Do it on the tip is a great track, but in the lyrics they're actually saying Do It on the Dick, do it on the dick, do it, do it. <laughs> um I you know, and Ty Dollar's album Child friendly you know, I've also been listening to can you do, like, can you older, do the body?
2: Can you do the body, adi yaddy dance? 1000%.
0: <laughs> okay. You got to pay for those video
2: privileges.
3: Yeah. Another unknown fact that I used to dance hip hop for 10 years. I um, feel
1: like I, I, I feel like I just got a flashback that I know that.
3: Yeah. I've lived like nine, nine lives for sure. In well, this if you've, if you've time seen, frame.
1: if you've seen Taylor at a party with a, with an open bar.
3: <laughs> that's what I'm oh, yeah. saying he's seen me Lawrence has seen me get down because you know yeah. These yeah. Fashion party are yeah. dancing
1: yeah. yeah these fashion uh, parties aren't going to entertain themselves you know what I'm saying
3: you know but yeah and then and that for sure like driving like hype up stuff but also like I've been listening to like random stuff from my library like burials uh, old album like I've been oh, pulling shit. up like yeah just because sometimes I don't want to hear like what's currently worth like or what's like a reflection of what's going on right now. So I kind of want to be transported back to other times, you know? Well, let's talk about that. What's going on right now. uh,
2: What's going on right now that you're not fucking with. Uh,
3: I mean, just like, you know, just like the, you know, COVID fatigue as cliche of a term, that is just like the way shit's going in the world. And, And that forces you to really reflect on like, you know, where, where your importance is, you know, in, in life. I guess you could say, but, um, yeah, thankfully I'm not depressed, which is fantastic. Cause I, Good. any artist falls into that hole. Um, but yeah, things are looking up for sure.
2: I mean, one thing that I think we're all doing a lot more of in COVID is film. What's just consuming more with our fucking eyes, right? Filming TV. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you yep. currently binging
3: on? Oh, I just finished the undoing. What, what did you think? think? I loved that show. I'm going to too. Kidman kind of guy so like I'll watch Anything she's in I think she's incredible
0: You and me both
3: sister um, And I you know as for, It's like white rich white Culture is like the furthest thing from My familiarity so like I'm actually fascinated by things like That it's like both aggravating and Fascinating You're gonna so love I love
1: Gossip it. Girl you really gotta <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: What else Did I binge recently got uh, Queen's Gambit mm. I Sexy love that Jess. show Fantastic I, I think she. I mean, talk about Prada. Like that whole costume designer murdered that.
1: Yeah, um, there was good fits. Even the guys too. Like that. Like the yeah. classic menswear from.
3: Did it make you want to? Yeah. Did it make
1: you want to play chess?
3: Absolutely, I made me want to watch people. Right. That you a former? Chess. Were you
2: a former grandmaster in a previous life? Or you didn't drop that on us.
3: <laughs> Definitely not. No, I wish I knew how to play chess. What about uh, movies? Um, Any movies you're watched recently movies. that you want to wreck? I mean, this sounds so cliche. I've been so busy. I haven't, like, I put on a movie before bed and I've honestly pass, been passing out. Right. That's what they're good but, for. Uh, yes. Oh, I can't <laughs> the wait beauty The watch, magic of cinema. Right. I can't wait to watch Minati with um Steven Yeun.
2: Oh, a- that shit is... Yes. Where it's like a Korean family immigrates to, like, the middle of America?
3: Yeah. And Steven A24. and I have worked together. Yeah, we've worked together before. Um, I've had the privilege of dressing him for certain things. And, you know he's an amazing person and an amazing actor and there is buzz around him perhaps also becoming the first Asian American male uh, to be nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor category. So this movie, I'm like, wait, because obviously they have to make it available to rent. Um, so I think that comes out very soon.
2: People are saying this like rips your heart out, fucking throws in a meat grinder and then like makes you yeah. love life
0: again.
3: Yeah. And I feel like that's Yeah, I feel like that's a perfect analogy for every how everyone feels right now and it's something i'm ready to watch you that's know,
2: the way f- everyone everyone feels right now is that it's time to offer you some constructive criticism oh, yes. taylor <laughs> we love you like you're the homie we cannot wait to hang out once again whether here there hawaii wherever um that being said we w- we want to see you you know level up and we've we've watched your career fucking grow by leaps and bounds uh, as we've all kind of been in this menswear game forever now um that being said just want to offer up a few tips, piece of advice,
0: Please
2: take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Um, you know, you mentioned your dad's restaurant in Hawaii. Uh, what is it? Did you shout out one more time?
3: Oh, Okata Bento. My last Kata name. Bento.
2: $7 mm-hmm. Katsu plates, I believe you said. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can he, if he needs the press, which maybe he does, how about, how about this? He sponsors a meet-and-greet with Throwing fits and the Hawaii Throw Gang at your dad's restaurant. We get to eat for
1: free. That's our writer, and
3: yeah. you can talk the whole trip. That would be sick. We, right.
1: can, we can guarantee we'll sell dozens of bento boxes.
3: <laughs> I mean, he, he, he refuses press, actually. My dad's really? quite ah. a man of uh, low-key, talk about a very Japanese master at his craft, does not like press, but and has a line out the door every day. But oh, my really? dad loves some company and loves shit like that he loves some family vibes of meet and greet type of let him just cook and have you guys put on a show for him
1: did he take some convincing when it came to the merch was that like from your like did he always oh, I sold merch even,
3: or i no, i didn't even tell him about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's well usually done. how i do things i mean he just found out we have an instagram like oh. <laughs> yeah like he yeah he doesn't he doesn't he's not on facebook he doesn't yeah he's not well, it's good Very that he's not on right? Facebook
1: uh, at this point. Facebook
3: or Instagram, you know how parents are all on like Facebook and shit. Like he's not, right? He's not like that at all. Very he hasn't been corrupted
1: by things, the man. algorithm. Thank God,
3: not at all. Yeah. So the merch thing, I just, I it actually came as like when you come as a visitor, or even in a Hawaiian culture, or Japanese culture, you always give a gift. So like that was uh one of our anniversaries, and uh, uh, Wong's World from Viceline came over to interview my dad, and so Shout that out, Eddie. I made him yeah. Yeah, so I made these teas as like a thank you for like recognizing um, my dad's hard work. And then I took it, I found one of his first business cards and I basically did a playoff of his first oh, logo. Sick. And then people started to ask for it. So I started to do small runs of it. And then, yeah, oh, so it's it great.
0: Marcus, well, that, that's, four. that's,
1: That's absolutely amazing to hear. Um, I'm sure your dad appreciates it greatly. Um, My next piece of constructive criticism, Taylor, um, you you mentioned that you're surprised that you're on the show because you don't have a following, but we love you anyway. And also, let's be real, you're here because uh, we need you to get Evan Mock on the fucking podcast, dog, so you should do that
3: should happen that can happen put in That's a good weird. word listen we're not
1: we're not saying that like you know uh he has to do it or anything but just put in a good word for us and maybe if I he will, has a free no, two listen. hours i'm sure uh yeah you he know can find it easily it is busy schedule. i mean but.
3: that would be perfect for the only podcast that matters because i am 99 percent sure he's never done a podcast
1: oh i love being the first po- we love popping, yeah, cherries, we love popping there, cherries all day all right. Good to go. So we're on the same page there. Easy. You know, you never, it's always a little bit awkward, you know, asking the guest to get the bigger guest.
3: We're boys though. We're boys though. Yeah. It's fine. You can always ask me whatever. And also I'm meeting him. Look, we'll be on the Island together, uh, in a few weeks. So tell him you can how
2: hold, you can hold his hand. At- you can walk him through it. Tell them how, big, just, how good yeah. it was for your personal brand.
3: I'll drop, <laughs> like, don't yeah, worry. I'll drop the hints. I'll yeah. drop the hints here and there. Don't worry, Evan. That.
2: Meats and Cheeks is just sucking and fucking. Like, it's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> easy. It's easy. Cool. All right. It uh, sounds like you're going, you're going back to um, the islands in a few weeks. Uh, I'm incredibly jealous. And look, Taylor, Like I spent 10 days there mm, like five years ago and I fucking loved it with um, a local from Kona from the Big Island. Nice. And I My dad's all
3: from the Big Island. Bro, I mean, exactly. it was great. It was so
2: low-key. There were no tourists. It was great, except for us. Um, so it, everywhere I went, like people thought I was a local. Like, look at me, right? And, and yeah, my friend, You're mixed,
3: right? You're half Asian, right?
2: Half Japanese. My, my friend yeah. Jackie was like, yo, you kind of are giving me Island Boy vibes. Um, my request or constructive okay. criticism is make me an honorary Hawaiian citizen so I can leave this fucking hellscape that is <laughs> on and just veg out, vibe out,
1: on whatever island you want to throw me on. The hellscape is not the continental United States. It's your job, the podcast. Oh, fuck, I would have to pod from Hawaii. God damn it. Okay. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. What's the Hawaiian version of a hood pass? That's what James is asking Yeah. <laughs> Mahalo
3: pass. A hood pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a kamaaina oh, pass. Yeah. A kamaaina yeah. pass. That pass. Title. I mean, there's a whole movement right now, like in Hawaii, trying to make it a kingdom again, separate from america seed right yeah but that i mean who knows when that'll
0: happen you support succession
3: you know i think it's such a like that has so many layers to it just because i know so much obviously of the history um but also looking at it from a economic standpoint and socioeconomic impact standpoint like it would be tight if i mean before hawaii became was overthrown and and colonized Like it was actually a rich, thriving nation. Mm -hmm. Like you know, and this is no like this is all tea. Like our palace, the Iolani Palace, had electricity before the Buckingham Palace, and they had a. Queen Elizabeth,
1: suck our. You know what I'm
3: saying? Yeah, like y'all weren't the the rich ones, white people. Okay, (laughs) like Hawaiians were coming through with some (laughs) electricity in their in their palace. No, but it was truly a thriving country right and it was almost i guess in modern day times it could be politically closest to like a switzerland hmm. they didn't have i mean again i could i could be wrong but like from what i've read and learned over the history was that politically that's where they could that's you know and you can kind of tell even in modern day with hawaiian culture like it's a front like people are friendly and welcoming and they had this very like they had great relationships already so it probably could work, but look, I'm friendly, it. I'm
2: welcome. I got great relationships. Uh ask only a few people that know me. So, you know, just make me <laughs> a citizen. That's all.
3: I might have to have you like surf a bit, get a bit more tan, maybe pick pick a tattoo, you know, like where we, yeah. we do the traditional picking poke, down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give you a, a rock type of exam, James. I'll start
0: or start working sleeve. on my paddling.
3: Yeah. Uh you would need a Toyota Tacoma lifted uh, <laughs> as well. Uh, and then you might be, and then Heineken would have to become your favorite beer. Oh, never
1: mind, never uh, mind. Deal breaker. I'm done.
3: They call Heineken it green bottles. Next. They call it green bottles back home. So, oh, definitely so one of the can- top worst beers. You know, once I can give you a mini makeover and make you a local that way, you probably have an easier shot.
1: Heineken is bottom two, and it is actually two, because the <laughs> worst is Peroni, at least in my opinion. So that might be. <laughs> um,
3: and then- I don't know why Hawaiians love Heineken. It's wild. Local people love Heineken. <laughs>
1: Uh, And then, and then finally, Taylor, we, we were talking about you, Marie Kondo and your whole situation. Some of it going to your landlord's husband, who's a size Uh nine. Some of it maybe ending up on resale platforms. Um, listen, man, you've got a lot of great stuff. Um, you have too much that you could ever wear. Let's Focus on trickle down driponomics via all of your brand connects. <laughs> and why don't you let Jimmy and Larry ride in your beautiful, glorious Flow Team Wake Mahalo?
3: <laughs> I'm down. You have to meet me at my storage unit. In Done. Brooklyn. Yeah.
1: I'll be there with bells on. James and I are already in Brooklyn. Should be easy, dude.
2: Just let yeah, us know.
1: Just give us the passcode. <laughs> yeah. We know it's
3: 6969.
1: We'll we know it's
2: 6969. Just give us the address. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. All right, Taylor, where can the kids follow you on socials? Let's get those fucking numbers up. Yeah, Let's get you mock numbers. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, uh, just on Instagram, at Taylor Okata, O-K-A-T-A, strong Japanese last name. Um, and that's pretty much it on the ground. Twitter? You no. Know? Uh, Twitter. I need to get back on there. Been, Are you I've off been, Twitter or were you on? I'm on it, and I just look at what you guys tweet. You okay. know, I know but you're
2: I on it because I, I tweet. tweeted. I tweeted a meme of Captain America spreading a tree trunk and said, <laughs> "Me spreading cheeks, ready to boof some vaccines." And you were like,
3: "Okay." <laughs> no, I said, "I said, oh really?" I, I said, Go on. Oh, really? So I am. Uh, I am paying attention on there, but I don't tweet myself. I hold back TL. a lot. I realized. I just go gotta, off. Like, you work for yourself. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They call yeah. surfing the sport of kings. Twitter is the social media app of kings. Just go off, king.
3: That's right. All right, Taylor. That's thank so you for coming on the only thanks, podcast buddy. that matters,
2: Chef. If you're still with us, We're Jeff. You're with bro. us. All right. I'm gonna need you to slap that motherfucking outro music, baby. We got
4: I would never trip about any old dick yeah. My heart broke, it's nothing that my jeweler will my fix Judo Put some ice on my chest just to cool my shit And I keep me a bird cause I'm a real cold bitch Ay. I'm a cold bitch, yes, I'm a cold piece Looking for a Mr. Freeze to get froze like me Like Got a meat. lot of cold stones and I ain't talking ice cream i my arm to the sun, bet I melt your whole thing Okay, okay. I cannot take your order I'ma serve them what they want yeah. bitches thinking they the shit When they really <laughs> fill their water They don't go water. against me huh? They gon' go bar for bar, bar I'ma for get them in the end like Simmer Discard Hey, <laughs> Shit. I think I'm pregnant, <audio> but I don't see no belly. These bitches tryna come my way before they even ready. They say yeah. I got the skills, they say I got the look. <laughs> I got, I got look. so many bars they putting hey. money hey. On, my on my books. Hey, be mad at <audio> t- t- them niggas, how you be mad at me? He a- t- got t- you looking t- stupid, t- t- but you wanna t- argue with me? I got t- a couple t- of bitches Cause I don't fuck with them no more. Since you say you so unbothered, what you speaking on me folks Do it on the dick do it on the dick do it, do it, do it on the dick do it on the dick do it, do it, do it on the dick do it on the dick do it, do it, do it on the dick
0: do it on the dick do it, do it. Top Watch bitch on A-list, huh? city crush